The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, and welcome in. Today is March 6, 2022, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. The international community is responding to Russia's attack on Ukraine. Today, the United Nations General Assembly met for a special session in which members voted to denounce the Russian invasion. As Russian troops face unanticipated setbacks and losses in Ukraine, President Vladimir Putin is waving his biggest sword, putting his nuclear weapons on high alert. There is something to be said, though, about the simple fact that there was not aggression during the four years. I mean, you were part of that administration as well, and there was not aggression from Russia, and they, they waited him out. Uh, it seems, and made a move. I mean, we, we have a list of things that uh, the, the Brookings Institution says the Trump administration implemented 52 policy actions against Russia. He took a very tough stance against Russia. I'm surprised you don't think that he would have handled no, this better didn't. than Joe Biden. No, he, he, he did not. The Ukrainians were, were let in. And the, and the foreigners, they were segregated to one side, regardless of, regardless of racism and something. It was like all the Indians, most of the, most of the people were Indians, Africans, some English people were there. I encountered two Scotsmen there, and then it was like foreigners and Ukrainians, they were treated differently. And you want to know the secret? Uh, to borrow a phrase from a friend of mine, our secret sauce here, it's these young white men. Yeah. <laughs> I look at China, and I look at Russia. Who, can we give a round of applause for Russia? Absolutely, absolutely. Online radio at its best. Daily prayer for protection. Lord God, I pray for your protection as I begin this day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I can always find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. No matter where I am, I will look to you as my protector, the one who fights for me every day. Your love and faithfulness, along with your goodness and mercy, surround me daily, so I will not fear whatever might come against me. My trust is in you, God, and I give thanks to you for your love and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome in, 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. 
I'm Jay Ryle. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, last week, took the week off, just uh, needed to recoup and uh, try to reset. But we're back in the house. But I tell you what, you know what they say when you go to the club is ladies' night. Well, guess what? It's men's day or men's morning right here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And one good morning, next time. One good morning, Rich Sister. One good morning, Kathleen. One good morning, Mary the Music. And one good morning, Momo B. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Hey, that's right now. So Vanessa's off this morning and Jackie. So Mr. Elias is in the house. And, of course, our colleague, Mr. Jerome Spree, usually shows up after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio. But until then, here's one of those rare moments, folks, where, you know, when me and Mr. Elias is kind of here chopping it up and uh, people have said in the past that they like this because, you know, it's like an, it's like an extension of our telephone conversations. And it's like, my goodness, must hear radio. So who knows what's going to happen this morning? Uh, a lot of the topics today that we're talking about, however, I think are things that you and I will agree on. But, you know, you never know. So stay tuned. It should be a fun show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. This is the point of personal privilege where we take a few minutes to talk about things that's not going to be featured in the show, and I have to admit, Mr. Elias, I threw the audience a, a change-up because you heard in the, in, in the lead-in, uh, this young man talks about giving a round of applause for Russia. I'm not sure with everything that we have on the plate this morning, we will be able to address that. So I want to take a few minutes to talk about it now. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, and another representative from Congress, they go to an all-white or white nationalist uh, function, and they stand and they speak at this place. And, you know, Kevin McCartney, he finally came out and said that he was against it and all this nonsense. But he was noncommittal <laughs> when they asked him, well, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, I, I tell you what, man, the stooges of the, the of the Republican Party, it's really a shame when you can't, you don't have enough courage to denounce two sitting members yes. of Congress mm. attending a white nationalist event where they give a round of applause to Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. I, I I talk about this at work with a guy that sits next to me. I said, when's the last time you've seen people that will back a Russian president over their own president? And these are the same people that call themselves patriots. These are the same people that call themselves uh, all, all about America. Well, guess what? You are not about America. What you're about is your own selfish vengeance. So call it what you want to, call it however you want to do it. But you're you're a, you're a jackass, and, and and you can play this game all you want to. But you know doggone well that you are all about whatever whatever suits you, and you're about an autocracy, and you want white America to succeed, and you don't care about nobody else. You don't even care about America. What you care about is your own agenda. I don't want to hear nothing else about how much of a patriot you are. I don't. I can care less. It's amazing. It's amazing, man. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, you know, the one thing about when I joined the military, everything that we were taught in basic training, you know, because that's where you get your, you hone your fighting skills. Everything was about Russia. Our final test, we had to know Russian tanks. We had to know Russian aircraft. You know, we had to worry about guerrilla warfare because this was before the, you know, the Gulf situation kicked off. So everything that we were doing was all about Russia. And now here we are 
where we just had an American president kissing the Russian president's booty uh, uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. Here we are in a situation mm-hmm. where and we're going to talk about this during the course of the show, how all of a sudden all these Trumpsters have revisionist history and talked about how Donald Trump would have done an outstanding job. But we'll talk about that a little later. But it's just amazing, what like you done? said, what did he, we're supposed to be patriots, done, man. What he I mean, we're supposed Russia. to be patriots. I don't know. Where, I don't know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but it, it's just amazing how these people run around here and act as if, uh, you know, that this is cool. A round mm-hmm. of applause for Russia and the United States of America. Now, this is the same Russia who put bounties on American soldiers' heads. Mm-hmm. It's the same Russia, yep. when you watch news reports, they're killing kids. They're aiming at civilians. Mm-hmm. They're using mm-hmm. they're using munitions that are uh, banned in international warfare. People can say, well, it's war. Well, there are rules of engagement. There are rules to war. They have the Geneva Convention in place. There are certain things that you mm-hmm. cannot do. Now, we know what the object of war is. It's to kill folks. We know that, and we get it. But there, even in that situation, there are ways to engage. And there are, there are weapons that you cannot use. And these guys are like, I don't care, we're coming. But it's just amazing how these white folks, man, that are sitting around here, running around here, how they praise Vladimir Putin, man. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they want that same thing here. They want an autocracy here, man. They want the Trump family to keep going for years and years and years and years. That's what they want. That and I'm but telling you, but, 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 but hold on, man. But, but let me ask you this: the fact that you had two sitting members of Congress attending a white nationalist rally, man. I mean, come on. I mean, is this what we I'm, are? I'm glad they did. Is she still I'm in Congress? I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad they did. Let's let me. Because it lets me know who you are. It, it, you know, you, they don't have to hide no more. You let, them, let all stop of them come it, on bro. out. Stop, let them all man. come on out. Let them all come out. No, they, man. No, no, no. It ain't only them. No. It ain't only them. It ain't only them. It's not only them. You shouldn't be happy. Man, stop. Mm, you shouldn't I, be I, happy I, I, that sitting members of Congress are attending freaking white national. Come on, man. Stop. We, we talked it, about January 6th. You are. No, you it already knew who she was. Are. I wish the rest of them would come out. I do. Honestly, no. I do. I wish they would quit hiding. I wish they wish they would. Because there's a lot of them sitting in there that are dude, hiding. Dude, listen to what They're you're hiding. saying. Listen to what you're saying. No, no, listen to what you're saying. We sit here and we I talk am. about January 6th. We talk about how it was a stain to this nation. We talk about how, we talk about how the uh, Constitution is under attack. And you're saying that it's okay for people who represent the institution. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not, you I just said you want them all to come out. I want them all to come out. You damn right I want them to come but, out. Okay, but that means okay. you want them to show up. I didn't say it was okay. I want them to show up so yeah. I can see who you are. Okay, so I, but so I can fully contradict yourself. Well, you're going to no, do that I anyway. So, you know, I didn't say it was okay to do it, but what I want you to do is come out. I want you to stop hiding. That's the biggest point I'm trying to make. I want you to stop hiding because there's a bunch of people in Congress that feel the same way they do, but they're hiding. They're hiding. They're hiding behind Congress. I want them to come on out. Come on out. Be honest and be who you are. Don't lie about it. Be truthful about it. And Kevin McCarthy's punk ass, all he's doing is sitting back there saying, okay, it's wrong, but what am I going to do about it? What you can do about it is be a man and stand up and put your pants on and, and, and say, hey, look, 
it's wrong. You two got you you, you two gonna be out of here. Yeah, but you know what? This goes back to this goes back to something that we've talked about periodically throughout the show. How every now and then Mitt Romney may say something, and we're like, "Yo, hey, Mitt Romney," or you know, uh, 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 Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell came out and denounced it. Yeah, you know, there's a picture of him shaking hands uh, with with Ketanji Brown, the the the, the uh, appointee for the uh, uh, the for the Supreme Court, Supreme Court. and so. You know, so all of a sudden, you know, oh, you know, you know, these guys are great, wrong. They are who they are because they can force their hands. They can force Kevin McCarthy's hands. They can, but they won't. So let's not act as if all of a sudden these Republicans are standing up and doing the right thing. You know, Kevin McCarthy's one man. And at the end of the day, if they really wanted to stand up, they could. I mean, it's just bogus. It's bogus. It's baloney. And they sit back and, you know, the 10 Republicans that voted to impeach Trump, you know, we held them up. You know, you're standing to your morals. You're doing the right thing. But guess what? They're not saying the thing about this. And if they are, they're not making enough noise for average Americans to hear it. And I'm a person, you and I listen to this stuff and watch this stuff all the time. We haven't heard from them. So you know the average you're American hasn't heard anything from them. You, you're not, you're not going to hear from them because they're scared of losing That's the my power point. that they got in their districts. They're scared of losing the power. That's my point. That's why, hey, man, come on out and speak up. For what, and then, and then, then they should come out and speak at the white nationalist rally so people can know who they really are. Stop hiding behind the Well, but see, we have to be careful, stuff. though. We have to be careful. Let me tell you why. Because, you know, I said this a few weeks ago on the show. I talked about how, you know, when a Republican did something that I didn't agree with, the first thing that would come out of my mouth is that they're racist. But then a lot of Republicans, and I'm almost contradicting myself here, a lot of Republicans have come out and denounced what uh, these people have done. You know, a lot of Republicans have come out and said Trump was wrong. So I said, okay, so maybe it's just a situation that we just yeah, have two different ideas. Now. They're coming out now? Because they say he's well, look wrong. at Bill Barr. Come out first? Look mm-hmm. at Bill Barr. Bill Barr, he comes okay. out now. All of a sudden, he's talking about Bill Barr, the guy that's the uh, the former Attorney General, the one that was kissing exactly. Trump behind. Mm-hmm. So, so now all of a sudden, you know, he, 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 you know, him and Bolton, those guys, they are amazing to me because now that they're selling a book, they want to come out and talk about you know truth to power and mm-hmm. talk about how, you know, man, it, it's amazing to watch and listen to a lot of this nonsense. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you got righteous juice because you're trying to repair your reputation. And he talks about how, well, uh, people think that I was, um, you know, that I was just really kind of kissing Donald Trump's behind, and I really wasn't. You're a lie. You're a lie, Bill Barr. You're a lie. And don't try to rejuvenate your, your image now. Stop it. Stop it. Nope. And to me, because Trump is losing state in the Republican Party. That's the only reason that they're doing this is because Trump is losing steam and the Republican Party. So and look, look here, let me tell you this too. Against them. And let me tell you this too. And don't come at me with this nonsense because basically, you know, now and to me, the only reason why he's coming out now and saying this because one, he's selling the book, and number two, you know, Trump is no longer in office. If Trump was still in office, you probably wouldn't hear anything from Bill Barr. Coward, mm-hmm. rich man, mm-hmm. they're cowards. Mm-mm. Cowards. They are. All coward, coward, they cowards. Are. They don't speak out against nothing. They don't. They don't care about nothing. They don't speak out against nothing. They go. They flow along with the party. 
And that's what Republicans do. They flow along with the party. Whatever they say goes, goes. Anytime you sit around talking about how great, you know, uh, Putin is and all this other stuff, and he, he's, he's, he's interfered in our elections, he's put out bounties on our troops, but you're a great patriot. That's why I can never respect the Republican Party at all. Yeah, no. never respect them. I ain't got that never. much respect. And some people say, I still don't have nothing to Republican. People say, well, the reason why they're doing this is because of, you know, they have to, you know, play this role as they, you know, go through their primary season. You know, but the bottom line is they're doing this because if they were just catering to that base and then try to become more mainstream through and during the general election, they know behind closed doors there are gerrymandering districts. They know dang on well that they are stacking the odds mm-hmm. against them. So it's, they can talk stupid, they can say all this nonsense, and it's not going to hurt them at all. It is ridiculous. Nope. Nope. It's not. Mm-mm. Nope. It's they, not going to hurt them at the all. They can win is cheat. The only way they can win is they got to cheat to win. And that's the only way they're going to win. And, that, and that, that's, that's why they passed all their, the, the, the election laws, the, the, the uh, voting rights laws, and they're, they're, they're getting their gerrymandering districts. They're doing everything they can to stop it to, to, so, you, so they can have an autocracy. And uh, you got Manchin and Cinema sitting their still asses up there that will not pass the voting rights bill to John Lewis bill. I, I just, I, 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 you can't get an understanding. You can't get folks, an understanding. Folks, I know we sound like a broken record, but these are issues that, that continue to exist in our society. We're going to continue to point them out. Okay, it is time for an NPR News update, and it's time to get into the show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That's the number to get you in where you fit in, or you can hang out and just send messages, and we'll read those at a certain portion of the show. Serious side, just getting started. Time for a break. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Officials in the southern Ukrainian city of Mariupol are trying again to evacuate civilians. A temporary new ceasefire is in effect. City officials say an agreement has been reached with Russian forces, as NPR's Ryan Lucas reports. The Mariupol City Council says that the shooting is to stop at 10 a.m. local time, and the evacuation is to begin two hours later. The city says it has arranged a special corridor for residents to take north out of the city, and it warns residents not to stray from that route. The announcement comes a day after a similar partial ceasefire was brokered to get civilians out of the city, but that broke down within hours, and Ukrainian officials accused Russia of shelling evacuation points, a charge that Moscow denies. Russian forces have been attacking Mariupol for days, and residents say they have no water, no heat, and that food is running low. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, the Bebo Blast, Ukraine. The State Department is telling all American cities to leave Russia immediately, saying the U.S. Embassy is under severe restrictions and may not be in a position to help anyone who chooses to remain. Spencer Fiskin heeded the warning, taking a bus from St. Petersburg to Finland. He says the majority of Russians do not support President Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Most of especially of the younger people, are not for the war. They have been protesting, and um, they have been getting arrested for protesting it. Amid the protests in Russia today, the independent monitoring group OBD Info says more than 1,700 people have been detained in 44 Russian cities today. That number has not been independently verified. There are concerns about the American basketball player Brittany Griner. She was detained in Moscow last month. Russian customs agents say they found vape 
cartridges containing oil derived from cannabis during a search of her luggage. Reiner is a seven-time WNBA All-Star, and she won Olympic gold medals with the U.S. national team in 2016 and 2021. The WNBA says all other players in Russia and Ukraine this winter have left uh, both countries. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson calling on world leaders to guarantee the failure of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's Philip Marks reports. In a New York Times op-ed, the British leader laid out a six-point agenda, which includes more weapons for Ukraine, further economic pressure on Moscow, and a, quote, rapid campaign to strengthen NATO defenses. Ahead of meetings in London Monday with several other NATO leaders, including Canada's Justin Trudeau, Johnson has also suggested the formation of what he called an international humanitarian coalition to help Ukraine and its neighbors deal with the vast numbers of refugees created by the conflict. It was not enough to express support for a rules-based international order, Johnson wrote, but nations should defend it against an attempt, quote, to rewrite the rules by military force and ensure President Putin was, quote, keen to fail. For NPR News, I'm Villa Marks in London. And you're listening to NPR News. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, We can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. The international community is responding to Russia's attack on Ukraine. Today, the United Nations General Assembly met for a special session in which members voted to denounce the Russian invasion. Welcome back here, 347-850-1272. It is the serious side. It's uh, 22 minutes after the hour. Oh, boy, I tell you what, so Vladimir Putin, I think you all guys know the news of the day. Vladimir Putin uh, decided all the lies that he had told. U.S. intelligence warned the world that what Vladimir Putin was about to do, he was about to uh, invade Ukraine. And he lied to the world, said, oh, I'm not doing that. We're doing military, you know, exercises and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? He's a liar. And at the end of the day, they have begun this assault and this invasion of Ukraine. You know, uh, in Vladimir Putin's world, Ukraine has always been a part of Russia, and so now he has this some type of uh, fantasy of trying to recreate the Soviet Union. Uh, it's just a mess. People are dying. It's something that, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it's just it's horrible. It's, it's just a horrible way to go. So we'll start right there, Mr. Elias. Let me let me begin with you, man. Of course, uh, as always. Uh, because it's you know it's it's, it's Brother's Day. What's well, you know it, it's Ladies' Night, so it is Men's Morning or something like that. We'll call it Eminem for short. <laughs> All right. So, look, what's going on here, man? Give me your thoughts on the invasion. 
Just give me your thoughts, about, and thought, we'll, we'll kind of take the conversation from there. I think Vladimir Putin is one of the biggest cowards there is. Why don't you just be honest? Say, look, this is what I'm about to do. Yeah, now, you know, because it, was, it wasn't like it was a secret what was going on, because the United States was all telling us every blow by blow what was going to happen. And and this is what, exactly what happened. So it wasn't like it was a big secret. So he said he made himself look like a, a, you know, a liar. And how Tucker Carlson and the rest of them clowns can sit there and, and shit his clown on, it, 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 it really befuddles me. Because this is unbelievable that he would he'd attack them like he's doing. I, I, don't, understand, I don't understand the whole yeah, well, it's not unbelievable that he's doing it. Well, he Come on, he did Crimea. I mean, this guy. Yeah, he's come on, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's done this before, and 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 this is yeah. like you know, you know, I was talking to Vanessa, you know, uh, you know, through text during the week, and you know, she was concerned about us going to war, and I said, look, you know, Russia is like that bad kid, right? They know they're gonna do just enough before they really get in trouble. So they want to continue to do petty crime, but they won't do anything major. They won't commit a major assault that would send them to jail forever. They're going to continue to do petty stuff because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about for them. Uh, But here's the problem, and here's the thing that kind of, I don't know, man, as a former military service member, to be honest with you, I'm concerned about, you know, this guy is talking trash. He is really talking like, hey, you know, if you guys mess with our cyber uh, capabilities, anyone that helps Ukraine, it's a declaration of war. I, 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 you know, how do you – it puts us in a tough spot as Americans, as America, I should say, because at some point in time, when do you call this bluff? But the stakes are so high that – you know, it's like the Americans, we have to be the adult in the room because we know what type of firepower we have. There's no way. If we got to a conflict with them, they would lose. But at the end of the day, uh, it would be bad for us as well. So, so how do you navigate mm-hmm. that? How do you let this man continue to show his ass on the, national, on, on the international stage? And you have the Ukrainian president you know, he's really saying bad things now about NATO. He says, look, bottom line is this is a war against Europe. You guys need to institute a no-fly zone, but we all know what a no-fly zone means. That means that when Russian uh, aircraft enter into that space, NATO jets, United States uh, jets can shoot them down. And once you engage in that, guess what happens? You have started World War Three. But keep in mind, go back just a few years ago, where they had videotape of Russian soldiers shooting at American soldiers, or uh, you know bumping the bumping their you know you know whizzing, you know buzzing their planes, or or getting close to American battleships. They keep doing these things. It's like they're trying to provoke us. Well, let me ask the question. Here's my question: Are they trying to provoke us into something? Are they know deep down inside we ain't gonna do nothing because we know of their nuclear arsenal? Which one do you think it is, Mister Elias? I think it's that we, we don't want to get into a nuclear war. Because if we get a nuclear war, it's over with. It is. It is over with. You know, you got you to gotta realize you got a guy that, that don't care about nothing but himself. He's, he's Trump 2.79. So he don't care about nothing but him, his own self. He don't care what happens to the people around him, what happens to his country. He, he could care less. He's got enough money to survive and sustain. So when you got a person like that that's a narcissist, 
Man, you can, yeah, hey, man, it's all about me. I don't care about nobody else, so he can care less. I mean, he'll he'll he'll, he'll take he'll take us out. Won't think twice about it. Same same way with uh, you know Trump. He wouldn't care. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, I said at the top of the show that this is Eminem men's men's morning, or you know, I guess we could be vulgar and say it's a sausage fest. Anyway, it looks like uh, the smartest man in the world has uh, graced us. Uh, with his presence, uh, Mr. Jerome Street, are you in the house, sir? Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. What's up, fellas? Good morning. Good morning, Good morning man. What's happening? What's happening, sir? All right, man. The ladies are not in the house, man, so we get a chance to do what we want to do, Jerome. So, you know, give me a thought on this. The bottom line is that, well, I'll ask you the same question I asked Mr. Elias. Do you think they, do you think they're trying to provoke us in, in, to, to a war? Or do you think this is a situation where they know we're not going to do anything because of their nuclear capabilities. Hey, you know, I don't know if I'm breaking up on this end, but I, I want to know this. Jay. That, that's Jay. That's like you. That? Your, your, your mic is horrible. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> All right. Give me a – give me a – All right. So I'll, I'll just come back in on, a, on another line. You're, you're good, Jerome. I'm no, the no, one no, that's no. messed up. No, it's not you, Jay. Now you're, now you're clear, Oh, it's Jay. Jay. Okay. You're clear now, Jay. Yes, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, so here's a different perspective of this. I just want to say that that when you look at Russia, or, or look at it from Donald Trump's point of view, right? So he was trying to destroy NATO. He was helping out Putin. You still have some Republican people and a whole network of Fox saying that he has a right to do that. So we need to talk about how there are some people who are actually cool with war, right? Because as people call folks violent and this and that, we have war mongers, you know, amongst us. So let's not look at Putin and just call him, I mean, he, he's a madman, but that's not, that's not the, the full picture of that story. The, you know, Trump was one of those people who asked about, how come he couldn't use nuclear weapons? And could he use – like he wanted any scenario that he could actually push a damn button. So let's talk about it from a perspective on where our humanity is in this piece. Because, you know, if you look at the Bosnian um, Herzegovina or all of that other war stuff that was with the Serbians and all that stuff, Europe has always had that chaos. So if you want to talk about the – Franks or the Nordic or the Barbarians or the Vikings, and we want to talk about people just feeling like they can conquer somebody and then act like they're their friends. That is nothing new, and I'm not, and I'm not, you know, saying that we're not in a different time because we have not grown up as a society. So when we keep talking stuff like, you know, we should be better than this, it's crazy to me because you have half. Uh, the you know I mean, you have all the GOP, Mitch McConnell. They want to starve seniors. They're like, oh, you don't need health care. Yeah. Give a rat about ha- their humanity sucks. So when we start talking about stuff, we can't take a righteous side because the United States does not do that either. So it's very easy for people in other countries to look at the United States and look at the stories that's happened and say that the United States is on good ground here. We're not talking about going conquering somebody, but our human our humanitarian stuff ain't good. What we what we do in other countries and all that stuff. So I 
I'm not saying that this, these are always even tit-for-tat issues. I'm just saying when you degrade your your standing in the world, people think they can take advantage of it. So once Trump came in, degraded his standing, calling people asshole countries and all that other stuff, Putin, uh, from a strategic point, was like, the United States ain't fit to do jack. They can't defend anybody. Trump was pushing himself ahead of other world leaders and not attending conferences with other countries. Why would he think that we would actually back those other countries? So now I don't think it's so dire as World War Three, if you know any history about World War Three. But that, I mean World War Two and War, World War One. What happened is it takes affiliate agreements. We had the USSR, which was you know um, affiliate countries. Russia was just one of the countries in the USSR. So since those countries are gone, you know, the Czech Republic and all those, they don't have defense agreements with Russia like they did back in the days. So you're just talking really China, um, Syria. You're, you're not really talking about a serious threat that the whole world is going to start fighting each other like it's an even thing. You're just talking about Russia has nuclear weapons, but they're only talking their mutual, only self-destruction. Oh, and we will get hit. That, that's not the issue. So I don't think he's going to go with nuclear weapons. It's a threat. But to the point of Libya and now um, Ukraine, sitting at an international table saying, I will give up my nuclear weapons and I got crazy people around me, is not an option. So we should not be in fear anymore when somebody says, hey, this country's keeping their nuclear weapons because they can't trust none of y'all. Ukraine gave up their weapons for a security agreement, and they just got invaded. Gaddafi gave up nuclear weapons, and NATO came in there and bombed that fool. So, again, we're just talking about the nature of people lying, and we know this as black people in this country, right? 40 acres and a mule, you get a new president, Mm. they're like, "Uh, we ain't giving you jack. People can't keep their, their treaties and their agreements. So as a sovereign nation, you have to say we need to do what we need to do to protect ourselves. And so yeah. even what you said about, you know, Ukraine president cursing out NATO, they wanted to join NATO. They technically are not in NATO, so they can't fall under the, the NATO agreement. Right. And the United States cannot right. jump in. We, we yeah. just can't. Like, that's their neighbor. Right. It's like two family members fighting. You can try to help, you can try to stop them from fighting each other, but take right. a side, like whose side are you really taking on this? Yeah, and, and I think a better scenario or a better uh, analogy would be, you know, the bottom line is you have two neighbors fighting. You know, your neighbors next door, you know them, you love them, they fighting each other. And you know, the bottom line is you, you, well, you, you kind of let them do their thing, but then the, here's the problem, and this is the reason why I'm using this scenario, because trust me, uh, the United States has, we've moved troops into our NATO countries. So the bottom line is we're saying if he comes outside of Ukraine, then we got to be ready to, you know, to go to blows with him. So it's like, you know, you yep. do that in your yard, but once you bring it to us, we, we have – trust me, if he goes past Ukraine and hit one of these NATO countries, we have to get in it. We have to. Because right. we're part but of that alliance. Yeah, right? So, again, world, let's use World War One for example. You know, when, um, uh, you know, Archduke Ferdinand was, was assassinated, right? You're taking a, uh, somebody, in, a leader in another country gets assassinated by another country. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. all your friends jump in. So everybody who right. had an agreement picked a side, and they helped their neighbors, right? In this mm-hmm. case, Ukraine, technically Russia, and I don't mean to offend Ukrainian people, but I'm saying there's a lot of Russian-speaking in Ukraine. They got family in Russia. So they're like yep. cousins more than they are just neighbors who don't know each other. Right. Just like Poland, even though they're a NATO alliance with, with us, Poland right. um, sided with those guys doing the world, world, world. So they have families. like Europe is not that big. Ukraine is the no. biggest country outside of Russia. And, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't even mean to call it Europe. That's all Asia. That's a fake line that said this is Europe and this is Asia. It is one landmass. But to, yeah. to section that off in our head to say that's the biggest country in Europe is saying that they're the biggest shield, like the, um, the president said of Ukraine, is that we are the buffer between the rest of Europe and Russia is what he meant when he said we are shields. Right. Because once they get right. there, there is no stopping them from just going into Poland or some other country. There right. is no stop. They're the biggest country, and they have a lot of natural right. resources fresh water. So that's why Putin is going after them. Not necessarily for anything else, but Russia don't have no natural resources outside of gas. And, yeah. um, you know, once they, they degrade themselves on the world stage, they don't have anything. So taking Ukraine is right. a, you know, a power move. And don't believe the United States wouldn't do that. That's why every time the economy, we look at economy stuff on TV and people are like, my 401k, and they start freaking the heck out. The United States is gangster enough that if we start to lose market share, we're going to take somebody else. It's what we've yeah, always done. And that's, what, and that's what people accuse us of in going into the Gulf why War. Why we went to you know, Libya. Going, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, and the thing about it is, is that when you – tell you what, I, let's do this. Let, let's step out because we're going to talk about – the next topic is basically along these same lines so we can have that conversation. I want to definitely continue the conversation because there's some interest, interesting things, and I wish Vanessa were here this morning, but maybe you guys would be able to answer this question that I'm going to ask you on the other side because it got me to thinking about this, and uh, and I really and truly – I'm very curious as to, as to what you guys may think uh, when I ask you this particular question, all right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen, we're focusing on things that are going on overseas, but I tell you what, there are things going on domestically as well. Cases and things that we've been following throughout the course of this show, we want to make sure that you guys are up to date and we keep tabs on what's happening. And in this week's edition, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, we're going to look at the case of. The former officer Hankinson, who was on trial for uh, being irresponsible doing the Breonna Taylor situation. Well, guess what? If you haven't heard the news, stay tuned because we're going to bring it to you. It's Convena Town in four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. 347 We'll be right back after this. <laughs> The jury has found former Kentucky police officer Brett Hankinson not guilty of all counts in that raid, you may remember, that killed Breonna Taylor. For more now, Alex Perez on the phone with us. He has been following this story from the very beginning. Uh, Alex, uh, I guess tell us what we know right now, and then let's give a little background and context to how this story uh, went down during that raid. Sure, Kara. So the jury in this case here is deliberating for just about three hours before they return this 
not guilty verdict on all charges, acquitting uh, Detective Brett Hankerson uh, of the charges against him. Now, the thing we have to point out here, Kira, is that these charges were not related to Breonna Taylor's death. At this point, still no one has been charged in connection with her death. These charges, there were wanton endangerment charges, and they uh, were about the, the bullets the, 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 when uh, Hankinson fired his weapon the evening of that botched raid. Those bullets entered neighboring apartments. In one of those neighboring apartments, there were three people who uh, obviously could have been in danger had they been struck by a bullet. So those charges that he faced during this trial revolved around those bullets that entered uh, the, the neighboring apartment. It was not about Breonna Taylor. And when the Attorney General, Kentucky Attorney General, uh, announced these charges several months ago, um, legal experts then said they thought it would be tough for a jury to um, uh, convict him of those charges. And it turns out uh, it seems they were right. Now, in court throughout this trial, the jurors heard about five days of witness testimony. Uh, the prosecutor argued that Hankinson, in firing his weapon that night, and, and when those bullets entered the neighboring apartment, uh, he showed extreme indifference to human life and that that was a crime. Um, but the defense argued that he was acting in defense of his fellow officers that evening, um, and that's why he opened fire. Uh, the jury uh, uh, siding with him in this case, Kara, not guilty on all charges. And I think, uh, you know, Brianna Taylor's mother and several others uh, online, of course, unhappy with this. Uh, expressing themselves on social media, but not only are they unhappy with this not guilty verdict, the bigger picture here that Breonna Taylor's mother and other activists are, are really unhappy with is that at this point, still no one has been charged in connection with Breonna Taylor's death. Kara? Uh, Alex, it's Terry. Thank you very much for that. And that, that puzzlement, which is that their bullets sprayed all over a completely innocent person's apartment. She was killed. There's no charge on that, and the people whose apartment was shot into, uh, this officer gets off, uh, according to law, that uh, uh, that wants an endangerment crime. Uh, as Alex just explained very succinctly, they decided that he was legitimately within his rights to use force because he was concerned that his fellow officers were being endangered by the by the gunfire that uh, that came from Brianna's boyfriend. But I want to bring in criminal defense attorney Bernardo Villalona for more on this. So this was a, a reckless endangerment, wanton endangerment is the way they call it in Kentucky. Uh, the, a person commits a crime uh, when she, uh, he or she is wantonly engages in conduct which creates a substantial danger of death or serious physical injury to another person. Now, Bernardo, to a, to a lay person, they're spraying bullets all over the place. Now, do police get an extra pass there because even though they were completely wrong, didn't belong in that apartment, shouldn't have been there, shouldn't have been firing their weapons at these people. Is this an example of essentially that, that, that we give police more, obviously more authority to use lethal force, and when they even when they get it wrong, more leeway from juries? So, Terry, it's not that the police are getting more leeway for getting it wrong. What it is is that, look, we determined that there were many issues with the search warrant, and those issues with the search warrant is what led to the death of Breonna Taylor. The reality is is that the prosecution could not prove that Brett Hankinson consciously disregarded that substantial and unjustifiable risk. And that's the problem the prosecution had from day one, because Brett Hankinson argued and successfully 
See, he wasn't aware that there was an apartment behind Deanna Taylor's apartment where the bullets would be able to enter that, well, those doors and endanger those people. That is a, a, a whole thing is, is a puzzlement, as I say, to the layperson. But, Bernarda, we want to thank you for explaining that for us, and thanks to Alex Perez as well on that breaking news. Thanks for being with us. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. As Russian troops face unanticipated setbacks and losses in Ukraine, President Vladimir Putin is waving his biggest sword, putting his nuclear weapons on high alert. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And as fast as we continue to talk about what's going on overseas, uh, this is the big one here: uh, the fact that Vladimir Putin continues to threaten the use, the use of nuclear biological chemical weapons and let me tell you something as a former NBC NCO for those of y'all don't know what that means nuclear biological chemical non-commissioned officer I was in charge of that while I was in the military that is a death that you do not want to experience that is something that you do not want introduced into uh, the theater of war that is something that will set you back uh, set your country back for decades you do not want that introduced. And I'm telling you right now, the fact that he is threatening to do this. We'll continue this conversation. Uh, you know, Jerome, we talked about this before the break, how, you know, how Russia is, you know, doing what, he, what they're doing in, in Ukraine. And, and the fact that, you know, nuclear weapons, it's a real option. And so I've had people who you know, know me for years, they're reaching out asking me, my goodness, you know, what's going on? Do you think we're going to be in a nuclear war and all this other stuff? And I'm like, look, I don't think so. But, you know, here, here's a question I wanted to ask you guys. And I wish I was more knowledgeable. Matter of fact, I wish, wish Rich Sister was here as well. Um, in the days, Genesis, the Bible, you're, you're, uh, you're breaking up again, Jay. I'm breaking up. You, you, you can't. You can't understand anything I'm saying. You're, you're, every other word, you're breaking up. No, I guess you're. You're asking about the end of days. You say, end of days. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. You know, I, I'm not. Um, oh, I'm not going to qualify this. All I want to say is this. I don't think that this fit with any prophecies. We we always we are always um, going to be in the situation where religious um, folks are going to be like, oh, that's a sign to end the days. This is a, everything's a doggone sign to end the days. We just have somebody who's being crazy who does not want somebody attacking them. So it's just like you know, if you if you're a gun owner and somebody is threatening you and you put your hand on your gun. Right, you're, just, you're threatening them to say if you come across here, I'm going to shoot you. Doesn't mean that you're going to do it. 
Um, I don't think that that Putin or Russia is suicidal. I think the problem is is that he's not controlling the narrative when it comes to media. So the people in Russia are going to get angst. And you know he has always, I mean, they're getting thousands of people getting arrested in Russia right now. Because mm-hmm. no matter how much propaganda Russia put into Russians, they have family, Russian-speaking family in Ukraine. So the more they get that, the, the more upheaval he's going to have in his own country. And I think they're going to be worried about having a civil war. I don't think our our issue of wanting to fight them is more um, is is any more real than them actually having Putin kicked up out of there. So he's been fighting that. That's why he always arrests his political opponents and all that other stuff. But I think it really is going to come down to the fact that people in Russia are going to start movements. And so the longer he draws this out and the longer those stories come back of, you know, bombing hospitals and all that other stuff, it is going to cause a little bit more um, uh, unrest at home in Russia. I don't think it's an end-of-day scenario. That that stuff always kind of throws me because I think that the part, and I'm no, you know, biblical scholar on this stuff, but I think the part that everybody kind of uh, uses as leverage is when people think all is lost, they will do some crazy stuff. So, you know, the GOP uses the religion when they want to scare you. It's like, you know, the, the what do you call it, their whatever right, their religious right and all this guy. I think they're just, they're warmongering themselves. That's why we have a war on drugs. That's why there's a war on crime, because that moves people. You scare them into behavior. Um, so... You know, as far as I'm concerned, whenever I hear that, I think people are just playing with buzzwords. You know, so, it is okay. real that – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. It no, no, real, I was right? going to say – I said it, it is real that, that there's a real threat of what's going on with Russia, but I don't see it as something like that's going to the, be the end of all of us, you know. Okay, so, Mr. Elias, now, surprisingly – you are one of those people that know the Bible, and I'm surprised by it, to be honest with you. When we get to one of these discussions, you can always quote things. And so when you think about what it says in Genesis, what's your thoughts thoughts on this, man? I mean, because it's like this guy is deranged. You mean Revelations? Yeah, Revelations, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, 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 he is deranged. And he, so what do you think, man? He, he's deranged, but I, I got to agree with Jerome, man. We've been saying, people have been predicting the end of days since uh, Get it since up the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, since the Bush. Well, but let me ask, well, well, hold on, before you finish your thought, let, let me ask you this. You don't think that it's true? You don't, you don't think what? You know, you don't think it's prophecy? What, 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 do you think that, that it will happen at some point, whether it's now or a million years from now? Do you really do you believe it? I mean, anything's possible, Jay. Anything is. But well, I'm, I'm that's not, you're not answering the question. I, I, what, what, I, what I'm saying is I don't, think, I don't think that Putin is suicidal. 
I don't think he's that suicidal. I, asked, I okay, I got that. I, I know that. I'm asking I, I, you, do you believe what the word says? But I don't think he's going – okay, what, what, what the word says, I don't think it's the end of the day. I don't. That's just my but opinion. But do you think it's going to happen yeah. at some point? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Do you believe, okay, do you believe it's going up? to happen? Do you believe it's going to happen at some point? Not in my lifetime, put it like that. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't know. But you, you sound like Kevin McCarthy. I can't answer that. I cannot say. It, yes, it, you I, can. Either you believe it or you don't. Hey, man, anything is possible. I'm, I'm one of those people that believe anything can happen. Anything. Okay. All right, Kevin. Yeah, Go ahead and finish your thoughts, Kevin. would never be a black president, too. But it is a black president, right? Yeah, a black president. All right, Kevin. So all, all right, Kevin. Possible. Go ahead and finish. Finish your thoughts, Kevin. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. <laughs> That's all right, Mitch. Oh, no, Kevin. Um, but <laughs> nah, you won't play that game. I am Mitch McConnell. Um, but uh, first of all, know, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible, brother. But I, my, my my only thought process is, you know, hey man, we should, it, it, at this point in time, it, there shouldn't be a war. But, hey, this is what Putin wanted to do, and he's going to continue to do what he wants to do because there's no opposition to him. You know, my, 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 my thought process is if, if, if somebody really wanted to do what they wanted to do, they'd send, they'd send an attack force into Russia and do what they wanted to do, like they were going to do to uh, uh, the guy in Castro. Right. So if they really wanted to take care of business, that's what they would do. Right. Then they were going to do to Castro, they yeah. would do to Putin. Yeah, but you didn't answer the question. So, okay, let's bring it back to this then. Okay, so now, both of you all don't think that this is the end of days, and that's fine. I don't really think it is either, but to be honest with you, I don't have enough knowledge to be able to say, okay, based on what the word says, you know, because I haven't studied it like that. So I really don't have – well, I'm hoping he's going to chime in. I hope he's going to chime in. He's Mm -hmm. listening. Uh, So – but, but but I guess my bigger question here is, when you look at what's happening with Russia and the fact that we talk about the Russian people, right? The Russian people, a lot of them don't know what's going on because, you know, they've cut off all outside social media. So now, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is a certain percentage of those guys are getting information, but the majority, they're looking at state-run TV. And Russia's playing the victim. They're saying that the reason why they went after Ukraine is because Ukraine is doing bad things to Russian-speaking people, which is a total lie. And then when people have the nerve, now they put a new law out saying, guess what, if you call it a war outside of a military operation, your butt is going to jail. You know, you heard in the news hit at the top of the hour uh, that Brittany Griner, you know, she's been detained over there since February. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah, well, she, you know, I mean, God dang it. What I did realize, and I've digressed a little bit, is that she's making a million dollars a year over there playing ball, and it said that quadruple is her WNBA salary. I'm like, man, that's a Mm -hmm. a topic for a different day. Quadruple? I mean, come on. But Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, I'm digressing. Yeah, they never make, they don't make money over here. I don't know. It's always been like that in WNBA. That's why I know, but... Quadruple though, a year round. Drew? Yeah, so yeah. Quadruple yeah. though. I mean, 
Dang. That's not surprising. <laughs> they have all of this. Well, they have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Here, capitalists, think about the United States. Now, here's where the problem is, right? So they will pay an entertainer, you know, to go over there. They'll pay a Justin Bieber, a doggone million and a half dollars to perform on one show in Russia. They have that kind of money. Here, as capitalists, we believe that the people who do not have the talent has the right to make all the money, and you're just a servant. That's what mm-hmm. capitalism is here. That's why they have such a mm-hmm. big fear of unions here. It's like, why should y'all mm-hmm. spread this money out equally mm-hmm. to make all the money? Y'all just do it, putting a label on a bottle. Like, that is our attitude and our perspective on money in this country. They don't, mm-hmm. You know, it's been like that since the doggone Carnegie's and Rockefeller's and, um, and, um, J.P. Morgan and those guys came up do coal and all that stuff. It's been this exact same. You have robbers. They do a hell of a job selling it, too, don't they? They they sell it to no end, and people buy into it constantly. Yeah, you look at the the convoys for, you know, oh, it's higher gas prices. People are picketing. Guess who's funding that? The oil companies. Like, Mm -hmm. those guys are funding the Tea Party. They're funding... Who who was it? The Koch brothers, oil barons, yes. petroleum. Yes. Those guys were funding a whole network to give you bad information to keep you fighting. And Again, they, they and they call it the, the poor people getting free stuff. Yeah, the poor people are getting free stuff. Exactly. See, see as as they collecting in billions of dollars in their pockets. This is what right. makes me so upset about it. So so if mm-hmm. you keep them fighting, they will keep a minimum. Uh, um, they'll keep their payrolls down, which allows them to get more stock options and to keep money on their side. And then mm-hmm. we keep saying stuff like, oh, that's what the free market is. That's the free market. Mm-hmm. So when you when you look at somebody who's playing in Russia, you know, people like um, you know Candace Parker, before she got on TV, that her daughter speaks pretty fluent Russian because when she first got into the WNBA, she played in Russia on the off-seasons of the WNBA, which is on-season for them. So people play in France. I don't know if you saw the guy, uh, the the player in the Ukraine, the black guy in Ukraine, they would not pay him, so he couldn't get out of Ukraine. And so his somebody wired the money, and they couldn't, they couldn't figure out where to wire money, but he just got back into the country a few days ago just because the Ukraine people wouldn't pay him. So we always have international commerce like that, this is why, you know, the um, all these sports agency or sports um, industries are now sanctioning Russia because the only way to take control of the people is to make them believe that they're still a part of this great society and this is just our little war. So having the the getting sanctioned by the Olympic Committee or whomever, the Russian athletes can't participate, and you might think that that's sad individually that they can't. But it's stopping the propaganda by making everybody else think that everything's normal. It's like here, people don't really give a rat that police are shooting black people like hotcakes. They like just, right? Because white folks generally don't know. Because we won't see it on the news. We see the sensational cases, but we don't see how frequent that is. So your society, your, your citizenry do not really have a clue on what's going on. Like the fact that we poison people's water 
to see how it would affect them downstream, downstream, and that, you know, the Bill Gates Foundation with the World Health Organization, they sterilize about 500,000 Kenyan women, right? It's why I do news. It's because we don't get that in our consciousness, so we're like the, great, the United States is the greatest country on earth. I can't believe anybody would think anything less. Of course, you're being brainwashed with what you're seeing on TV. So the Russian people get to see that same thing. So if Putin can control all of that, and which he did not do, which they have the capability to do, they didn't take out, you know, their Internet and their Wi-Fi and all of that stuff. So Russian people started seeing news that was outside of Russia. So Russia started turning, uh, turning off the Russian news stations. And they started passing laws. They, had, they need propaganda. And believe me, we do a lot of propaganda in this piece. So mm-hmm. it's the same yeah. thing. You know, our, our history of World War One and Two came through the Rockefeller Foundation. They put together a commission to give you a definitive history. So in our history books is the robber baron version of World War Two, And what they left out was, Standard Oil, which is Mobile Oil now, or Exxon Mobil, the Rockefellers, they supplied gas through their German subsidiary to the Nazis, right? IBM was doing the, the, the technolog- technological stuff, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and all of those guys were helping with the German, you know, German effort. J.P. Morgan Chase, I can't remember the bank that George... W. Bush's great-grandfather ran, but they were making money. The Germans were storing money in this country while we were fighting them in the war. But the war machine was those companies that were supplying munitions and gas and all this other stuff was making a ton of money, and they were American companies. Siemens, the railroad cars that they were taking the, the, the Jewish people to the death camp, that was supplied by an American company. Right, So they took all of that stuff out of definitive history of that war and said, oh, it was about something else. So th- that's not new. So the propaganda that, we're, that you're seeing, and I'm not telling you where to go to undo propaganda. I'm just telling you that we have to see clearly, especially in wartime, what is actually going on. Right? Everybody has their own self-interest. They are flat taking the country. It's like us going in and taking Mexico. And there's a reason why Mexico is neutral. Mexico is neutral because we constantly strong arm Mexico. So you would say, why would Mexico support the Russians? They're not supporting the Russians. They know that even when we change presidents, it's very fragile on how the U.S. treats Mexico. So when when <laughs> Trump was there, there was like, well, y'all didn't get nothing. And if y'all don't prop up the border. We're going to cut our, our free trade with you. Now, now the Mexicans can't trust the United States, so Russia starts supplying stuff to Mexico. So who's going to be neutral? Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Right? Because well. we, we strong arm our neighbors. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So their, their issues are a little bit more complex. But from them just going in flat, taking them, um, they're just asking for our help in supplying them. But we cannot go in with truth. And Biden doesn't believe in that anyway. So for years in Congress, yeah. he always went against war. Interesting. All right, we have to get out of here, but we have uh, a couple of minutes left. We have a phone call, Mr. Elias. Who do we have that's, uh, that's on the line? 
Well, we got Steve with us, Jay. Oh, wow. What's going on, Steve? Good morning. How you doing, brother? Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm on my wireless earbuds this morning. Um, and so, uh, Jay, you asked questions about the end of days. Uh, yes, sir. I'll tell you, we're definitely here with the Russia situation, uh, prophecy, three prophecies about Russia destroying America. One in 1933, William Branham. One in 1984, Dmitry Dudeman, and one two years ago by an attorney in New York City. He's a black woman. Her name is Celeste. He runs a prophecy blog called the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog. So you got three different people from three different timelines talking about Russia destroying America, but also about the country turning Muslim, that the country is going to be Muslim, that from the bioweapons we're going to have so many people are going to be dying from these bioweapons. I know you've probably heard of bird flu. There's bird flu out here in Indiana in the farmland. So many people dying from bioweapons that we're going to have empty cities all over the country. Uh, we've got prophecies from uh, Nostradamus 500 years ago about flesh-eating zombies uh, walking this earth as well and from other people. So it's all kinds. Of, it's crazy. Jay. But, yes. We are at the end of the day. The last two years is not a coincidence. Uh, they they want most of the people on this planet gone. I mean, you guys know how I think about, uh, you know, the new world order and all that stuff. But if you're in Christ, you've got nothing to worry about. You're covered. Your sins are covered. You're good to go. You guys have a good Sunday, all right? All right, Steve. Look at him bringing some, bringing some information to the show. Uh, boy, I tell you what, the pastor has checked in, and I uh, will read his comments. Doing his segment of the show, it's interesting. Uh, all right, coming up next, uh, you know, Trump people, you know how Trump people are. They have revisionist history. The bottom line is they think that President Trump would have done better. Well, I can't wait for you to hear this next clip. 347-850-1272, part one. And we have the music corners coming up next. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. We'll be right back. Okay. Let's go, let's go, yeah, 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 yeah. You're first of the lover. No, I really loved her. I really loved her. I take a deep breath and as I exhale, I wish to be released from my clutches as well. Where hooks run deep and even when sleep, my dreams just seem to remind me. My yesterdays aren't really behind me. She'll still reach in and find me. Just to go leave me again. I try to hold on, but she's like the wind. I try to hold on, but I see she pretends. I know they said love someone blindly. But the visual ain't treating me kindly. And I find myself asking Almighty. How much more can one heart take? Can something broken find new ways to break? She was my heaven, but for heaven's sake, I did all I could do to please her. But her heart must have like amnesia. She took my soul as well as my visa. Can't do the same, can lie to myself and lie here in shame. I 
tell the truth, they lie in vain. These beautiful nights we lie in vain. But as I reflect, there's nothing I change. Besides the day she decided to change. Do was away like a shirt with the stain. Now she wears an arm for a brand new man. But it just ain't the same uh-uh. Just doesn't fit right, that's what she be saying yeah. Once in a while, guess she'll reminisce Slide the old shirt on to see if it fits Wear it for long, oh, then that is it I'm left here alone and again here I sit Looking out the window, feeling like this is Unlucky guy on a really bad trip about the simple fact that there was not aggression during the four years. I mean, you were part of that administration as well, and there was not aggression from Russia, and they, they waited him out, uh, it, it seems, and made a move. I mean, we, we have a list of things that uh, the, the Brookings Institution says the Trump administration implemented 52 policy actions against Russia. He took a very tough stance against Russia. I'm surprised you don't think that he would have handled no, this better didn't. than Joe Biden. No, he, he, he did not. News once again trying to take credit for stuff that Trump did not do. Uh, that was uh, the former. Okay, so okay, that was Bolton, right? You know, everybody knows who he is. He's a guy that I really can't stand, but he's always been a hawk when it comes to war. But Fox News once again trying to figure out ways to make Trump better than who he was. I'm going to play another clip in its entirety before we get into our discussion. Listen to this. And this is how this guy was once the president of the United States. Listen to this and what's out on the other side. Unbelievable. There is something to be said, though, about the simple fact that there was not aggression during the four years. I mean, you were part of that administration as well. And there was not aggression from Russia. And they, they waited him out. Uh, it, it seems, and made a move. I mean, we, we have a list of things that uh, the, the Brookings Institution says the Trump administration implemented 52 policy actions against Russia. He took a very tough stance against Russia. I'm surprised you don't think that he would have handled no, this better didn't. than Joe Biden. No, he, he, he did not. He did not. How did we he didn't not? sanction Nord Stream 2. We, did, we didn't sanction Nord Stream 2. We should have. We should have brought the project to an end. Uh, we did impose sanctions on Russian oligarchs and, and several others because of their sales of S-400 uh, anti-aircraft systems to other countries. But in almost every case, the sanctions were imposed with Trump uh, uh, complaining about it and saying we were being too hard. Uh, the fact is that 
he barely knew where Ukraine was. He once asked John Kelly, his second chief of staff, if Finland were a part of Russia. Uh, it's just not accurate to say that Trump's behavior somehow uh, deterred the Russians. I, I think the evidence then, is then, but that Russia did? didn't feel. Let me finish now. Yeah, okay. Didn't feel didn't feel that their military was ready. So that was John Bolton talking about you know debunking on Fox News what Fox always trying to do. They always trying to make Trump better than what he is. And the bottom line is that, you know, once again, we've talked about this a thousand times on the show. He inherited a great economy. So he was able to, to really ride off the coattails of President Obama. And now here's John Bolton saying, and I don't know who's making all that noise. Please get that under control. Here's, here's John Bolton saying that he didn't even know, he, he didn't even know where Ukraine was. And as was Finland, a part of Russia. He was the president of the United States of America. I'm just going to put it out there in the air. Any one of you brothers can take that. That's unbelievable. And see, John Bolton is another one of these guys who's trying, you know, now he has truth serum. He was selling a book a few years back. Instead of him going in front of the uh, impeachment uh, proceedings and, and, and saying what he knew, he waited until he got a book, and then now, he's, now all of a sudden he's telling the truth. So these guys, in my opinion, are cowards because they didn't come out when the heat was on. They're going to come out now and try to revitalize their image. But what he's saying is fact. This guy was unfit to be president. He didn't know what the heck he was doing or talking about. Well, I mean, and, and plus, most of those sanctions were put on by um, – by resolutions that was put on by Congress. Right. So Congress exactly. got spending on things like that. It is not Trump that did any of that because he did not want to touch Russia. He didn't want to mess with the Russian interference uh, into the election. He asked Russia for Russian help. They gave him help. You had Flynn, who had relationships with the Russians. And, and again, we've all been do done a disservice by all of them because Mueller should have arrested them for the Russian interference that they had. They should have. But he said, it wasn't my job as for Congress to punish the president. It is not a special prosecutor. That was his own personal philosophy. And so people we in this country, we have selective prosecution. And so when it comes down to it, it's why you can't convict people of jack if they have power or money, because they'll just push it off on somebody else. So John Bolton is nobody's hero. That dude is just as crazy as everybody else. But the truth is, John Bolton knew that how dumb Donald Trump is. It's not how dumb he was. It's how dumb he is about geography, about, you know, anything about social, um, about the, the, um, the geopolitics of the world. He didn't know none of that stuff and did not care. That's why he was like, oh, we're, we're selling nuclear weapons to the Saudi Arabia. It's like, you can't do that. And he was like, nope, because I want to build a casino later, right? Whatever his reasons were was to have good relationships with them. It had nothing to do with protecting this country or any other country. So John Bolton's um, words are just like um, ringing hollow, like, uh, what's his name, Barr. Barr got a book, and he's doing publicity now, talking about how Trump, he offered his resignation, and Trump said accepted. And he was getting ready to leave, and the White House, some folks from the White House told him he couldn't leave. They knew that dude was unhinged. 
So to try to clean up image to act as if Trump was a good leader is Fox's job. It's why they're on the air. They're there trying to create the world that they want to see. So it's not surprising. But and, and the, John Bolton, to all of those, I, I can't even call them faults or flaws, his perspective, to John, to his credit, he's not going down, you know, as no sucker by saying that he didn't know what was going on. John Bolton at least knew what was going on. He and John McCain and all those guys were had a different mindset on how they wanted their outcomes to be, but they weren't stupid. They, they're crazy, but they weren't stupid. So nobody's going down for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is stupid, and they're telling everybody this. And we still have Republicans around here talking about he's going to run for, for president, or I like how he ran the economy. He was most incompetent, if there wasn't such a word, He's probably the most incompetent person to ever sit in as president. The guy who does not read is smart. Don't know how that works. Maybe he got his press briefings on tape. <laughs> Maybe that helped. Well, well, remember he didn't read them. You know, they had to print stuff out for him to to look at. I mean, you know, that guy was no. a, he was an idiot. That's what I said. Maybe he got him on tape. Like he probably had oh. headphones well, on. Yeah, <laughs> the audio version of the POB. Yeah. yeah, I mean this guy is a he's a the daily uh, he's he's a he's an idiot, man. You, you know, but but you know once again here they are trying to take credit, and this type of stuff resonates with the Republican Party because people will say, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump would have been in there, this wouldn't have happened. What? I I don't uh, think it resonates with them. I think that's why they're trying to stop. I do. It's put no, no. It's propaganda. It's propaganda. They don't believe that. Is that, that the same thing? No. It's, no. All of them back but they told everybody else dude. not to get vaccinated. But, you know but, what I mean? Dude, they didn't believe it personally. They're selling but something. I, what, okay, I, I understand that piece. What I'm saying is, but okay, let's use what you just said as an example. You're right. They were they they were all uh, you know vaccined up, but they were telling their people not to do it, and their people were following instructions. So so they were falling for it hook, line, and sinker. And that's what I'm saying about this situation, that the bottom line is people hear this stuff. Yeah, you're right. President Trump wouldn't allow that to happen. Let's vote for him in 2024. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, what do you think, Mr. Elias? I, I think if Trump had been in there, he would have helped Russia invade Ukraine. That, that, that's my thought process. Oh, whoa, whoa, he, he whoa. I, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. no, okay. I, I there's tried. no way. I, oh, he would have okay. tried, but there's no way. We we have too many fail-safes in place. Miss, miss, there's well, no he, way. Okay, we have fail-safes, no but he'd have been trying. He'd have been trying. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair to say. And he'd have talked some of them clowns in Congress into agreeing with him uh, just like they're doing now. He'd have talked yep. right and he'd have talked something to him and they'd be like, hey, man, he's right. Come on, Trump. Yeah, but that, that doesn't matter. What are you, General Willie, Are you unpatriotic? The, 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 look, look, man, oh. the chairman of the Joint Chiefs have already, you know, they are already having secret meetings about, look, if he gives an unlawful order, we're disobeying. Are you with well, me or not? Minute, we talked Jay. about that on the show. What, it, what, what you're the, the president has unilateral like control when it comes to international. That's the thing that Congress does not really do, right? Yeah, so yeah, I hear what you're he saying. Could, he could have vetoed all of the stuff that the UN is trying to do to help Ukraine. The United That's States true, would but... have vetoed it, and in NATO, okay. the US, the US would have been like, 
we, because cause think about it, the U.S. has the most, well, probably the most influence in NATO. So when NATO says, hey, we're going to go in well, of course we and do. prop up Poland, the United States could have said, nope, we're not doing that. Because remember, they were trying to break up NATO anyway. They're right. trying to move know weapons that. out of that area for defense systems. That's what right. Trump was doing. So, yeah. so to Elias's point, he would have helped Russia by weakening NATO some more. He when said it came that. Time. Well, yeah, but he said that we would have helped attack Ukraine. I'm like, there's no way no, no, we that helped, that was we going to happen. Russia. Yeah, no. The yeah, point well, was we would have we would have helped Russia by weakening the response to what's going on with Ukraine. Well, he already did that because what he did was the weapons that they are finally receiving were weapons that they asked for when he was trying to hold them hostage to get stuff on Biden. So he was already in the process of doing that. Yes. All yes. the money that he didn't release. He was, trying to, extort them. He was trying to extort them from before. To exactly. Put something out saying that they're investigating Biden's son or is what he said. But he wouldn't follow through on what his threat was. He was already trying to blackmail them. So right. imagine, imagine if he was in office when this started. Ukraine wouldn't be able to ask the United States for jack. Like, even though they're saying the United States is not doing enough, imagine the, what we're doing to help them. Imagine what would have happened if Trump was there. Boy, it would have been like, that's though. not our concern. Well, let me ask you this, though, because keep in mind now, Switzerland has jumped in here and said this is some ridiculous stuff. Countries who have usually been on the sidelines are now in the fray saying, look, we're not doing this. You don't think if Trump was president today that with the, the amount of pressure that, you know, Germany, for the first time, they're sending weapons. They usually don't send weapons, right, into a war zone. They stay neutral. All these countries are saying, no, we cannot tolerate this. Trump would have been forced to do something, man. There's no way we could have stood on the sideline and not do anything. Um, no, I think Congress would have acted like they did to create the sanctions. So when Russia was found to have interference into into the election and they were they were doing all of these cyber threat stuff, it was Congress that acted. They imposed the sanctions because Congress controls the spending, the the purse, the money. And Trump was totally against it. And they were like, if you don't sign this, we got enough votes in Congress to override your veto. So he signed it anyway. And now Tucker Carlson and those guys are saying, ooh, look what Trump did. He did none of those sanctions. That was Congress, and they threatened to override his veto. He didn't want to go in, in, right. in the record books of, um, the, in, of being overridden just for helping out Russia. So okay. it is not he he is not a good example of 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 anything but other than a dictator as a president because that's mm. what he did. We had a competent president before um um Herbert Hoover Hoover and all of those guys. Like we had that. This guy is worse than that. Potentially yeah. just to make money was making decisions with his presidency. Those guys were just incompetent. This dude's incompetent, and he—he's—he—he um, he was trying to make money. Well, yeah, you know? I mean that's yeah, that's not a news flash there. I mean it's just what's yeah, the news we, flash to we me? We normalize. That's my point. But we you normalize just took the words right out of my mouth. You just took the yeah. words right out of my mouth. That was the—that's the news flash to me. 
that that's the issue to me. You know, how anyone of sound mind and judgment can fix their lips and say that Donald Trump would have done a better job. And, you you know, when, you know you, we heard the hit, the guy was like, well, you know, he put all these sanctions in, and, and uh, you know, Donald Trump would have, uh, you know, he would have done a better job. I can't understand why you don't think so. That guy said, I understand because, then, God dang it, I was there when it happened. He cried when we put sanctions in place. He didn't want that to happen. You saw what he did in Helsinki. This guy is a joke. Wait, and every time okay, I get the opportunity to say he's a joke, he's a, I'm going to say it, he's a joke. Yeah, let, let me say this, because to Elias's point, Trump jokes. Now, he just did this yesterday. He joked that the U.S. should start a war between China and, and Russia by putting Chinese flags on American fighter jets and bomb the shit out of Russia. That's a quote from Trump. <laughs> wow. There's a quote from Trump. Wow, wow, wow. wow. And we had a good streak going. And then out of all the people I saw yeah, that yeah, would not would. get the cuss can to chinking is you. Wow, <laughs> thanks, Jerome. Now we're no, at 1425. No, no. Thank you. That, that was a quote because it's important. That was still said it. That was still oh, said it. It didn't matter. The, quote. the, the cuss, the cuss so. can is cheating. Thank you, Jerome. Yeah, yeah, three more curses. No, no, I, Mr. Elias will love this. Oh, saying, hell, you ain't worried about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what they're saying, Sorry, Rick. What they're saying, I know we're joking, but I, what I'm saying that the seriousness of this is yeah. putting that back on the national stage. And we need yes, to yes. call it what it is. And not, exactly. and not even remotely, you know, engage. Right? Like Trump said that, um, and. He laughed and he um, and also called uh, um, Putin's unprovoked, unjustified attack as a massive crime against humanity. At the same time, he said NATO was a paper tiger, right? So he thinks he, if you take a shot on both sides, you're weakening both sides. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, it's interesting, man, that you, you know, when you bring this stuff up, it's, it's, wow. It's like, do you think, well, wait a minute. I'll tell you what, let let me hold that thought because we're going to have a few minutes as we, when we come back out of this break, I want to kind of continue. Let me write this down because I don't want to forget what I was going to say here. Um, uh, Let me, let me write it down. Uh, Because, because I want to talk about this, but we got to step out and, um, it, well, I tell you what, interesting show today. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let me make myself a mental note here. We're going to set up and take a quick break. Part two of Mariana Music Corner is coming up. Uh, we have more to come. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's uh, this is interesting and and this is good stuff. And I think we need to talk about it because you know y- y'all. Are, I think we're close. We're closer to nuclear war than we ever ever have been. I think since my lifetime. Now, I could be wrong, and I don't want to sit here and send any alarm bells off. I'm just telling you what I see and how I feel. To me, we are closer than we were, at, that we have been any time during my lifetime. All right, we're going to step out take a break, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Got the note written down, and I promise you, Jerome, I'll ask on the other side. It's the serious side on the TGRS Radio Network.
listen to you again Happy to see you, I can't pretend I must admit, girl, you are looking fine Won't you have a seat if you got some time? Yeah Your sister told me you dumped that dude Don't mind me, but I find that good news And my mama Telling me you're the one I can't lie I don't think she's wrong Forget the others I know who you are Cannot forget you You're my all-time love They're just distractions You're the best by far Yes, I know better You're my all-time moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today.
Welcome back in 347 is the serious side It's M&M Sunday Men's only The Boys Club is in full effect And uh, glad to share the stage with my brothers in crime My main man Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house Good morning Jerome, what's happening? How are you? Yes sir, I'm good bro, how you doing? Doing all right. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the Izzy as well. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Rick Sister. And good morning, Marianne the Music. And Marianne the Music, that first song was by Eric Robertson, and it was called How She, How she Do It. And the last one was uh, All Time Love. It's by Jeff Bradshaw, uh, featuring Robert Glasper, Eric Robinson, and Tweet. And good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Sir, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Uh, we just got Covina man in there with us this morning. What up, Covina? That's all we need. That's all we need. Let me say good morning yes, to sir. the pastor. What's happening, pastor? Uh, boy, I tell you what, profound uh, comments. Can't wait to read them. Uh, Marquise is in the house. Jeannie is in the house. What's up, Jeannie? How you doing, girl? Barbara Jean is in the house. Is this who I think this is? There's no way. Barbara Jean, I know, wouldn't listen to us. But, hey, listen, if it is, hello. How you doing, Frankie? The Cuss Can Master is in the house. Uh, and uh, <laughs> reading a comment that he just put in there. Oh, man, I got to read that. You know what? I'll read it at the end of the show, Frankie. Let's just hope that uh, – let's just hope, Frankie. That's all I'm going to say to you. Uh, James is in the house. Henry, uh, Pauline, so many people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say what's up to Momo BZ and the Heezy. And I didn't get a chance to do this tour, so I want to do it right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. So sexy, big little self. I see you, girl. All right, listen. Had a question before. And what's up, Rob Smooth with the alligator, with the slacks and the alligator shoes on. Let, let me uh, let me ask this question, because this is something that, that came across me pulling up because my memory is horrible. Um, all right. Do you think, Jerome, um, and, you know, we have about two minutes to kill here. Do you think when Trump was meeting with Vladimir Putin, you know, remember when they would throw the interpreters out and they'd just be meeting by themselves and people were like, oh, my God, we don't even have a transcript of that conversation. Do you think, man, that he was a cahoots with this guy all along saying, hey, I got your back from the USA's perspective and I'm going to do I'm going to try my best to help you take down NATO. Do you honestly think he was a cahoots with this guy? Because as we talk about it, it just it's so surreal. Some of the comments you made towards the end of, the, end of that last set. What do you think, man? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, there was no reason for him to hide as president. And again, we don't know what the Russians have on him. He spent a little bit of time in Russia. There was some stuff that came out in the Mueller report that kind of actually um, validated that. So you don't know what kind of deal that he was trying to cut uh, and what they have on him. But he, they definitely have something on him. You know, so for people to act as if, you know, his hands are clean, it's going to be crazy. Huh. Crazy. Mr. Elias, man, same question to you, man. I, yeah, I, I do. I think I think they got a lot on them, guys. Look, look at how he kissed Putin's butt at all points in time. No, no, no. I'm, 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 no, no. My, no my, my question is, do you think that he, when they threw the interpreters and stuff out, do yeah. you think some way, somehow, yeah. he was colluding with this dude? Yeah, and, and look, during that same meeting, 
didn't he say that I believe Putin and I'm with my own intelligence community? Come on, man. You know, doggone well he's in bed with this man. And he right. believes anything that this man said. He yep, threw the interpreters out. Threw the interpreters out, knowing that Putin can speak English. Yeah. So even having the interpreters there was just a witness to them. Mm-hmm. Why would you call him you out? Know, it, he it's funny you say that. I actually heard uh, Putin speak pretty decent English. I think he hides behind that. I heard him uh, uh, introduce something at one of the Olympics or something. And I saw that. I'm like, this dude can speak English. He acts like he can. Anyway, all right, we'll, we'll keep it moving. Yeah, well, I probably rehearsed the line, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. All right, uh, here we go. Let's keep it moving. So many of us have been horrified by images of black students in Ukraine trying to flee war and instead of uh, and instead being met by racism. For decades, Ukraine has courted students from Africa as part of the country's tradition of providing affordable higher education to all. Now, Ukrainian universities house more than 76,000 foreign students. That's according to the BBC, with nearly a quarter of them from Africa and more than 20,000 from India. Now, as Russia creeps across the country, thousands of these students have attempted to flee to safety only to be caught in the grips of racism. You know, racism is racism. No matter where you go, uh, there are reports that uh, African Americans, not African American, I mean African students, India students, people of color, are being denied uh, access to trains to try to leave a war-torn area. You know, Jerome, man, what, what, when you see this, it's like you pray for the Ukrainian people, you want them to be safe and all these different things, but you know, racism is still racism. So now I, I feel a funny way about this whole thing is because, you know, we're sitting here, people are wearing, you know, the, the yellow and blue colors of Ukraine and, and you know, and I guess I guess we can't blame Ukraine because it's really the countries that's around, like Hungary and all those countries are the ones who are not allowing, no, I shouldn't even say that because these guards are not letting people on trains in Ukraine. You know, I saw yeah. a video of where they pushed a black girl. She was trying to get on. They pulled her off and then put a Ukrainian person on. And then they were saying, well, you know, we have to check the papers. And they didn't check nobody's papers. So now I'm feeling some type of way. I'm torn because I'm going to always be on the side of my people. And if you guys right. are racist, then should I say, you know what, get the, you know, bomb the hell out of them. I mean, I shouldn't say that out loud. But my goodness, man. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Well, you know what? Um I am never disillusioned by racism, right? Like, it's just not my thing. Of course, Ukraine is just as racist as Poland, as Russia is, right? So I am telling you that we're missing the boat in the bigger picture here, right? The Mm. reason that they're at war is because that's what they do. And so when you see violence and stuff like that happen, that compassion that, you know, I dare say, that black folks have for other people, they don't have for black people. And so I was actually, I actually queued up that story because I was going to talk about uh, the student who, who couldn't get out. And they said, oh, nope, Indians, Africans, and Middle Eastern. But that massively is like white folks saying, we save ourselves before we save anybody else. It is not about you being a person or being human. That basketball player who couldn't get out of Ukraine because they wouldn't play him, he was black. So just to get that Mm. dude out there, they didn't want to pay him. It ain't that they didn't have his money. He'd been trying to get out of there for weeks, and they said, nope, not until your contract expires or something. So they would not let him out of his contract, which means 
he didn't have any money to travel. He did that on purpose. Racism is exported, and again, this is not new, just because we know how people treat African countries, we know how they treat black people, and that's one thing that we export really well is uh, um, how to handle um, race. Even Hitler studied the United States about race when it came Mm. to the Holocaust before the war. He was a great admirer of how the United States did slavery and how they handled in breaking people. Hitler studied the United States. Call that what you want. Mr. Elias, how should we feel as people of uh, African descent, man? How, because, you know, I'm watching babies. I, you know, I was watching uh, the news coverage, and it showed how paramedics are trying to save this six-year-old child, man. And that, that baby died. And, you know, they, I saw pictures of parents crying over their teenage sons who were killed and murdered by Vladimir Putin. But then I see a video of of a situation where they're not letting people that look like me by. And, and I'm thinking, you know, what are we doing here, man? How, how, should, how should we feel about this? I mean, because of part, I, I mean, I, I'd say, like, but what, I'd what, say it's like off. this, right? Well, let me ask you this. It's like this, right? You should never wish death on anybody, right? And, and you know, we, we kind of get caught up in this, and I'm like, you know what? And remember I used to say about, you know, Rush Limbaugh, you know? I, I say the same thing about Vladimir Putin. I mean, you know, maybe somebody should go and, you know, do something to him. You don't want to do that. But how should we feel, bro, when, when, when you know, we're sitting here, you know, participating in rallies and doing all these things to help Ukrainians, and then they're treating our people like they're treating our people. Well, you know, Jay, I, I'm pissed off at both ends. You know what I'm saying? The bottom line, I'm pissed off that they went in there and they, they're killing children and, and uh, you know, they're killing uh, unarmed people and they're, 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 they're maiming them and doing whatever they want to them. But I'm also pissed off at the Ukrainian people who are crying for help. You're not even helping our people. I'm, I, those people that are, that, are, that are not helping our people, I'm, 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 I'm totally disgusted with them. I am. I think I, I think you get your just desserts if you don't help people out. Bottom line. Wow. So 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 you're kind of feeling like I am this morning. Then I mean, it's like, you know, it's hard to say. Well, you know what, you reap what you sow. You know, or, or the bar, the words no, of, of uh, that famous preacher, bro. Uh, the, the chickens have come home to roost. I mean, but you're, but yeah. but I don't know, man, because this could be. See, and it kind of goes back to something. You know, I, I asked you this question, but as I as you was answering the question, I thought about me, right? Because I remember, and, and this was a profound thought. There are things in my life that I remember, like it happened yesterday, and then there are things that happened, and I don't remember that that it ever happened. This is something that I remember, and and I just remember it so well. I was, I was, uh, I was on a plane, and I was heading overseas. Um, and I just remember looking down because, you know, it has that monitor and shows you what part of the country you're flying over. And I remember we were flying over, uh, uh, I don't know if it was South Carolina. It was either South Carolina or Alabama, something. It was one of those, you know, one of those uh, uh, states that were against, you know, segregation and all this other stuff. I mean, that were, there was forced segregation, I should say. And I remember looking down and thinking to myself, wow. And this is when I was uh, going to basic training, and I was saying to myself, I'm, I am about to engage 
or I've enlisted in the military and about to put my life on it, my life on the line for, for a country where a lot of the citizens don't even want me to have free rights, who don't even like me. I'm going to put my life on the line for folks who don't even like me, who hate me. And if had they had the opportunity, they would take a gun and shoot me. And, and that's a profound thought, bro. I mean, it, it's just... It just kind of stirs your soul a I had an uncle who left the country for that very reason. He served and went to Vietnam and served two tours. And he said, he went, and he moved to Spain, he said, because I fought for this country for two tours, and if somebody ever calls me a nigga or spits at me, I'm going to kill him. So he moved to Spain. Yep. Wow. Barcelona, Spain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This uh, so this, this whole thing, man. The world yeah, is. Yeah, I think that people are missing the boat on this because black people are not taking this stuff. Like, you know, it's not that I know the younger people kind of feel like this. It's not that black folks right. ever took this stuff from before, right? There's uh, millions of people who died during this, during you know transatlantic slave trade and all that stuff. Because there was a lot of people who still wouldn't take it back then, but right now. Right. These kids are not conditioned to take that either. So white folks who, who think that black folks are just being a little sensitive, it's just because your behavior has not changed. And the stuff that we keep telling you, you know, as far as Brittany Griner got caught with a um, – she was um, – she had marijuana, one of the vape things. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. She got caught at a Moscow airport. They didn't raid her or anything, but her treatment is going to be far worse. They would have just took it from anybody else and just sent her. They would have de- deported her, right? She was mm-hmm. already leaving, but they want to hold her, so she might be used as a uh, as a political. Um, ten years. Now. Mm-hmm. She's facing. Yes. Ten years. Yes. She, well, in the United States, when you get caught, sometimes they convict you and sometimes they just deport you and say you can't come back in this country anymore. She makes a yeah. lot of money there. But how they treat black people is always different, and it's always extreme, and that's our point, right? Like that you don't have to have blatant racism. I know most, you know, a lot of white folks will say stuff like, well, that doesn't mean somebody's racist because they're a jerk. And I'm like, no, they're a jerk because they're racist, right? When they don't like you, they start becoming a jerk where in normal cases they probably wouldn't be. So we have to... We have to take care of ourselves, and like you said, Jay and, and LES, is like the, the issue is is that we, our reaction to this stuff has to be different. So anybody who says that Jay and LES being extreme by saying forget them, it is how I see the see that war as well. I can't, I don't know the mindset of Putin or the Ukrainians and stuff because that mindset of going to war ain't in us, and so we don't have. Unless you do something to black people, black people don't look at you. White people have this unnatural fear of black people. That's true. But if, that but if true. you do something to us, we will be extreme. We're going to one-up your butt. So <laughs> when when you do something, you're like, oh, he shouldn't have reacted like that. We're all like, yeah, he should have. He should react to however he felt, right? Our reactions are bad to you. You think that we shouldn't be as harsh towards you. But black people do not. Like, we're always kind of like on a... For the most part, it's a uh, um, a defensive reaction to us, where white folks are usually aggressor. You that whole thing, the Karen stuff of I am going to call the police and tell them that you like that's that's aggressive to us. 
And so, you know, when we see this stuff, we actually see it a lot different. But there are cultural differences that people need to kind of get. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Interesting so interesting show, gents. Interesting show. Three four seven eight five oh uh one two seven two three four seven eight five oh uh one two seven two. Mr. Elias, let me give you the final final word on this, man, just to kinda of keep it, you know, like we always do. Well, the the bottom line is this, Jay. Um we're we're going through a hell of a time right now, man, and, and we just need to stay prayed up, man. This is this is this is this is we need to stay prayed up and for those who who won't let blacks out of the Ukraine and those that are that, that are holding that that the Brittany over in uh Russia, y'all need to let her go. And hey man, look, we're we're people too. We have feelings too. And for you to sit there and try and make us stay in a country that we're trying to get out of, man, look. Hey, hey, man, hey, kill yourself. That's all I'm going to say about it. Hey, can I, say can I ask, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You, know, you know what the problem is? How come the U.S. Okay. Embassy is not is not getting at them? When, mm-hmm. when well, the they say they are. I mean, when you read you know, it, it's saying that they're me, doing what, what do you mean? Jay, we do not see anybody on TV in a press conference saying, leave our citizens alone. Black or white, y'all need to let them go. We don't see them doing that because even under mm-hmm. the Biden administration, they are still doing the default of what white folks do when it comes to race. Oh, we got to look at each individual case. It may not be nothing. If that was a little blonde white girl, we'd been like, oh, they'd be asking the press secretary, <laughs> what do you think about how they're treating mm-hmm. little white girls coming out of Antigua? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh, we can have that. They would have that on a press conference. So, the, you know, when we talk about race on the show or talk about it generally, the reason yeah. that we don't talk about it much is because I, I know I am damn sure really clear on this. So we they don't have the urgency when it comes to black folks. And right. we need to address that. When we talk about it, we need to address it that way. You're right, sir. Uh, so Jerome gets the final word this morning. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Let's try to get an NPR news update in here. And then we'll be back with our final thoughts, 347 We'll be right back after this. The Winter Olympics are coming to an end. The closing ceremony underway in Beijing. Earlier in the day, U.S. cross-country skier Jesse Diggins won the last American medal of the Games, and it was historic. Diggins' silver in the women's 30-kilometer race was the first medal for a non-European athlete in that event. Here's Imperial's Tom Goldman in Beijing. Jesse Diggins' history-making race appeared to come at a steep price. After crossing the finish line, she collapsed and spent several minutes on the ground before being helped to her feet. The roughly hour-and-a-half race was grueling enough in bitterly cold and windy conditions, but Diggins said she also had food poisoning the day before, and her legs were cramping the last half of the race. She said it was one of the hardest things she's ever done. My goal is just to cross the finish line with nothing left. That's always the goal, and I did that today. Diggins was one of the U.S. stars of the last Winter Olympics with her gold medal in the team sprint. In China, she won today's silver and an earlier bronze medal. Norwegian Therese Johag won today's race, her third individual gold of the Games. Tom Goldman, NPR News, Beijing. The crew aboard the International Space Station expecting a visitor early tomorrow morning. Three, two, one. 
right, it's time for uh, Pastor Steve State Your Case. I tell you what, that feed comes directly from MP- NPR, so I'm not sure what the hell they were doing this morning. But okay, all right, Mr. Elias, it's time for Give us your final thoughts, man. What was that? Jeez, NPR. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Well, I got it. I got something from Covina, man. When he said Republicans aren't turned off by Congress people attending white nationalist forums. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump attended the same rally next year. Wow. Okay, you said you had comments. Is there another one from him? That, yeah, I just read both of them. Those were two different comments. Oh, it was a common, It was a combo. Okay, got it. All yeah. right. All right. Let me uh, let me let me read here. Uh, what uh, I got a few comments. So let me try to read them here. Tom is actually it's actually working out pretty good. All right. So Pastor Steve says, "Look, peace and blessings, family." Uh, as always, great content. Since I'm not sure how the show's funding source, how the show's funding is sourced, I will not give you my personal thoughts on this. But I would give you three strict scriptures to read at your leisure. And uh, he sent them to me, and so I want to read three of them. One is, uh, hold on for a second, let me pull it up here. Uh, okay, so Tessa Le- uh, Lanyon, I guess I said that wrong, one, 413 through 18, he says, but we uh, do not Lonian. want you to, no, I don't think that's it, Ms. Elias. You said that wrong, too, so no. get yourself straight. Okay. All right, Thessalonians, that's right, that's what I said. So anyway, oh, what did I say? It's Thessalonians. It's Thessalonians. Okay, whatever. What you just said. All right, okay, fine. That's it, Mr. Elias. All right, so look. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring him through those who are falling asleep. For this we declare to you by by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not perceive those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise again. And then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. And it says, blessed, okay, Revelations 1 and 3, blessed is the ones who read aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear, who keep what is written in it, for time is near. And then the other one he gave us was... uh, First John 2.18, children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come, therefore we know that it is the last hour. That's deep stuff. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, Marquise from Houston, Texas. She says, Jay, you are so funny, but Mr. Elias did sound like the GOP leadership when you asked him about the end of days. It's a simple question, Mr. Elias. Do you believe? Well, Mr. Elias, do you believe? I believe anything is possible. I'm still say that. There it is, Marquis. There he is. All right. So Frankie from Elmhurst is a good show, guys. By the way, Jay, Jerome broke up your no hitter when he said SO countries earlier in the show. LOL. Be blessed, my brother. Did he curse? Or did he just say SO countries? I said oh, I, I, I didn't. Okay, well then we're still so we're still 
Yeah. I said asshole countries when I was talking in my voice, but when I quoted Trump, I didn't. Right. Okay, so you're wrong, uh, Frankie. So we still have 75 cents to use before the show ends. (laughs) All right. uh, Henry James from Paducah, (laughs) I used to be a Trump supporter. Shut up, Mr. Elias. I used to be a Trump supporter, and I want to start off with an apology for voting for this despicable man. I have made a I have made it a point to listen to various African American left leaning radio shows and podcasts to right this wrong. Wow. Sir, is there a charity that your show sponsors that I can make a donation to? I have to get the stench of being a Trump supporter off my skin. Thank you in advance. Mm. Wow. My fa- my father's from Paducah, Kentucky, man. I was born and raised. Wow. Henry James, uh, just uh, donate to your local NAACP. I mean, you know, wow. That's, oh, I don't know how to respond to that. United Chicago, United, United Negro College Fund. Okay. Well, we're not left-leaning. Well, at least I'm not. So that left-leaning thing, I know that people put that on us. Yeah. We are just mm-hmm. black folks um, combing through a bunch of bull. We don't care where it is. There you go. <laughs> Heard what he said. <laughs> Mr. James. All right. Well, there you go. We gave you some. All right. Uh, Jermaine from New York City. Love the show, guys. Miss, he's a Miss Vanessa. Okay. Jerome is my guy, but I'm going to have to disagree with his comment about Brittany Griner. I think that it didn't matter whether it was black or white. As long as she's an American, they will find a way to harass her. Okay. That can be true. I agree with yeah, that. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, that's true. It can be. All right, listen, we don't have any time. I can't read anymore because we're up against it. So you know what time it is. Online radio at its best. All right, it's time for our final thoughts in the last three minutes we have left. Each person gets a minute. Jerome, man, you are on the clock, man. Final thoughts. You know, believe it or not, I got nothing. <laughs> you don't hear me. Hey, look, hey, more, hey, more food for us. go. <laughs> More food for us. All right, Mr. LES, man. First and last word, brother. Final thoughts. Hey, look, folks. Get out and vote. Get out and vote in droves. People always talk about how we need to how we need to come and, and bring the Trump supporters back to us. The real Trump supporters are never coming back to you. I hear the people say that all the time. What we need to do is what Stacey Abrams did, and that's to get people out who have never voted to vote. If we get enough of those people out that have never voted to vote, guess what? We can win the country. So get out and vote and then and get rid of your local politicians. And, and on a side note, folks, last Monday I went in and turned in my retirement paper. March, I mean, May 31st is my last day of work. So you know what that means. Smoke weed every day. Views and opinions of Mr. LES is only his views and opinions at all. This dude, man, wow. Thanks, Mr. LES, for taking up extra time saying that nonsense. Oh, by the way, Sarah, I want to agree with Sarah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right, Sarah, Sarah said, Sarah said uh, real quick, uh, she's from Utah. She said, I like uh, the all men content. Calm yourself down, Sarah. All right, listen, here's my comments here, real quick. Um, you know, I'm not going to have time to say them because we're going to be running over. I'll just say this, that, you know, we talk easy, easy. He has been a guy that's been listening to this show since pretty much his inception. And easy was a guy that, 
I can't get it. I don't have time to talk about it. I tell you what, I'm gonna next week. I'll finish my thought on Easy because uh, I'm really. I just have something. I this been bothering me all week, and I wanted to say it. So I'll I'll uh, give you my final thoughts on Easy uh, next week. I'll just say, stay blessed, everyone. Thank you guys for supporting the show, and uh, you know, just that's where I'll leave it at. Wow. All right, Mr. Elias. If it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, my friend, what time is it? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Lau show. All heck? right, folks. It has been a it has been a pleasure to serve each and every last one of you. Coming up next on a need to know basis with my main man, Mister Jerome is free. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. All right, so ladies, we miss you, but the fellas held it down. So for Jerome, for Mister Elias, I'm Jay Ross, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is serious five. We'll see you next week. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next on a need to know basis. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for only need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, man. Jerome, bro, what do you have going on this morning, sir? You know, I, I would start off with news, but here's what I want to... This is how I want to start this show. I am going to ask you to do your final thoughts about Easy, because I know how this goes. There's going to be another crisis that come up. You know, they're already at war, and your commentary is going to be about something else next week. So I just want you to do that, just in case the listeners are falling through listening to the show. Give your commentary. I would like oh, you to do okay. that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. All right. Well, well. You know, um, uh, and I appreciate the time. You know, the one thing I'll say is, is this, that we've been on the air for a very, very, very long time. Um, and uh, we've been on the air since 2009. And for me, we've met a lot of people on this journey. I remember, you know, Kavina Man, when he first came on, I remember we had to throw him out of here, Mr. Elias, because that joker was straight up raw, and he would say things, I'm like, you got to go. But at the end of the day, he was a guy that really did what he had to do, and we were really happy about everything that he had to do and everything that had to go down. But at the end of the day, uh, the problem we had with Easy. Easy is one of the few people. I, I tell you what, Joe. Let me let me do this, man, because my mom has stepped in here, man. And apparently, there's something wrong. So let me step out. I'll come back All in right. the show All and right. give my final thoughts. But let me try to take care of what's going on with her. All right. So we, hey, we'll mama. do this. Uh, Elias, I didn't. We didn't give Jay his, um, you know, our normal. Um, his what are we calling that? His, his, the his black normal quotations out of the black quotation yeah, movie. His, his movie yeah. quiz. <laughs> So since we since I missed a little bit of Black History Month, and this is like the what is the first week of the next month after Black History, let me do a little Black History first, and uh, until Jay comes back, okay? So 
Wait a minute. So I do an unconfirmed black history or a black history moment? <laughs> I'm trying to think. What works? <laughs> All right, wait a minute. Okay, so we'll we'll do a we'll do a black history moment because I I um like I said I, we didn't do this last time so I want to talk about pioneer businessman Reginald Lewis who created the first African American corporate law firm on Wall Street and became the first hmm. African American to build a billion dollar company which was Beatrice Foods International. It was 64 com- wow. companies in 34 countries. He became the first black-owned company to have more than a billion dollars uh, reported revenue. It was $1.8 billion in annual sales. And here's the thing about him. We want to talk about racism. He went to buy a company in Belgium, an ice cream company, $300 million. And they were gonna they were gonna sell it to him, and then until they found out he was black, and once they found out he was black, that family did not want to sell him the the company. So he got mm. four or six white guys together, and they hashed out the deal, and he bought it through some white guys because the Belgium company would not sell to a black person. Three hundred million dollars. You know what? You know what? You know what? That sounds like is that movie called The Bankers. Have you ever seen that? Yes. With yes. uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That that sounds just like that movie, man. Wow. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> when you tell a black person, it's crazy, yep. man. Because you know, I don't I don't like to do black history um, stories. The first black person who who you know cut his grass with a lawnmower. We ain't doing that. This guy <laughs> was the first person American to do an international leverage buyout. Mm. Wow. He did international business and people didn't know he was black. So <laughs> yeah, he was also the first person in Harvard Law School history to be accepted without formally applying. He didn't even apply to Harvard really? Law School. <laughs> yes. Yep. Wow. Yep, he yep, he was the first American, like I said, that had an international um buyout, leverage buyout. And he also wrote this book called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? And he <laughs> talks about a little bit of, he talks about some of that stuff um in that book as well. So Reginald Lewis, the Beatrice Company. I remember this cuz I used to watch those commercials where they would sing that Peter Pan peanut butter theme song. Yeah. And then at the end it uh-huh. say we're Beatrice Remember that those commercials where it was just kind of yeah. this tagline that he owned. I didn't that know Beatrice was owned by a black person. Now I did not know that. Wow. Yep. yep. They own sixty-four mm. companies in thirty-four countries. Yep. Mm. And and also, you know, since I we missed a couple, just to get everybody up to date. Um, visionary, the visionary, honorable Marcus. Uh, Mosiah Garvey. Marcus Garvey created the Universal Negro Improvement Association, the UNIA. Um, he created the famous red, black, and green flag and is credited as an inspiration for civil rights, for the civil rights era. And he also created mm-hmm. several major organizations in the black community. Now, in 1914, Garvey brought together thousands of organizations and millions of people. There were six million people that were Garveyites. You want to talk about how black people can't stick together. That man had six million people 
in his organization in different countries. Wow. There are leaders, the leader of Ghana, um, just a bunch of times said that he inspired them to run for office. This is in 1914 he created that company, uh, that organization. Wow. Yep. He created a larger vision for Africans across the world. He is considered the forerunner of black consciousness, who created a cultural-based um, education system, system that taught civil service, business, economic development with investment in international trade. He created the Black Star, the, the, the shipping company. He created newspapers. He had um, construction companies. Um, if you don't know, Malcolm X or Al-Had um, Malik Shabazz, his mother and father, Malcolm X's mother and father were Garveyites. They were followers of Michael really? Garvey. Yep. Eliza yeah, Muhammad. Right. Were, yeah. Eliza Muhammad said that that he led them um, to create the Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam hmm. is kind of coming out of Garveyism because Elijah Poole, Elijah Muhammad, came from South Carolina and they were all his family they were Garveyites. So we leave him out of history books, but Marcus Garvey is the reason that we have Rastafarians in Jamaica. He is the one that um, that shed light on Haile Selassie, who is the Ethiopian um, um, president, who is a descendant of Solomon, of King Solomon, and... Um, I'm not Cleopatra. It's another one. But Haile Selassie is um, his first. He was his name is Rasta something. But Rastafarians is named after him. But he was brought to the attention of the world by Marcus Garvey. Mm. Yeah. So whenever we do Back History Month programs, when people keep saying no disrespect to to um, you know Martin Luther King Jr. But kids need to learn who Marcus Garvey is and find out why Marcus Garvey was so powerful and why he was able to do some of the things that he did. Hmm. So, Marcus, yeah, yeah, Marcus Garvey or something, he's like, let's go back to Africa. Damn, y'all don't want us in this country, let's get up out of here. I'm with him. Yeah. I was with him, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did, you know, a part of his teachings were, you know, and, and you think white supremacists would have loved Marcus Garvey. Because Marcus mm-hmm. Garvey said, y'all don't want us, and we don't need y'all. So the business that Marcus Garvey was teaching about cooperative economics was about black people do business with black people. The white folks find it more beneficial to take your money and exclude you. So instead of saying mm-hmm. black people have to come through this door and white people have to come through this door, it was like, why don't you have a white barbershop and a black one? Right? But white folks mm-hmm. obviously... You know, you you look at what happened in Tulsa, is that once black people developed their mm-hmm. economics, then that war thing mm-hmm. with them. Why are y'all yep. living good and that whole jealousy mm-hmm. thing? So, you know, we can bring up Tulsa and Rosewood and, you know, Beaumont and Texas and all of these um, massacres. Because I like how white folks do this in the history books. They call them race riots. It wasn't the black people fighting white folks. It's white folks going in to take out black people. So, so they like to balance it. It's like, oh, there was a riot. It wasn't no damn riot. 
And uh, by the way, we don't have a curse job on this segment. What you want to say? So yeah. So so in talking about that, I think it's it's okay. And I can tell you, uh, on May twenty eighth. I'm, I'm sitting in a lot of black history. We missed we missed a lot of black history months. I'm helping people out. So May 28, 1921, was the um, Tulsa massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There was a systemic effort to cover up the event for 80 years. That's mm. what critical race theory is, right? We don't want to talk about yep. that. Mm-hmm. So they said it was not taught in schools and newspapers. And, and a really good friend of mine. I love her, who, who, I shouldn't say it this way, but anyway, she's white and she's an educator. She grew up in Oklahoma. She said she never knew about this, about that massacre in Tulsa. She grew up I never there. knew about it either. I never yep. knew about it. I didn't know about it until I became an adult. Man, I was like, what the? Man, when I started, it, it was there, Tulsa. It was one in mm-hmm. Carolina that where they had the, uh, yeah. they, they, were, they were the first people to send the, uh, Black congressmen and senators to Washington D.C. and they was yep. like, "No, oh, no, we're not going to we're not going to let them in there." So they they did a massacre there. Anytime black folks advance, they're going to stop you because they don't want you to advance. Right. It's, it's, it's that critical race theory. It's them that, that thinks like that, not us. Right. So so in in um in Oklahoma, they removed the newspapers from the libraries. Just so that they can, just so that they wouldn't even talk about what happened in twenty one, in that in that massacre. Mm. Now that is what you call systemic racism. You're like, oh, it happened, but we don't want we don't want anybody to know about it. So again, mm. I empathize with white folks who act as if that this is a total shock to them because it could be, because how systemic racism works is it whitewashes everything so that now it seems like we're just pulling this up. Out of thin air. Yep. Yep. You know? And, and that's why every time mm-hmm. something happens to black people, they're like, we should just move on. Why y'all talking about that? Yeah. Because you're so used yep. to uh, covering up. Or, or they'll you know? say something like, if you don't bring up racism, it won't happen. It, it, it'll go away. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. So, so uh, a few years ago, um, Tulsa's mayor, uh, GT, I forgot his name, Bynum, I think. Sounds like um, the Burnham and Bailey guy, but anyway, uh, he said, "Imagine yourself at the home, at home, and the police comes to your door and says, there's a riot going on. Come with us, take you, lock you in a sports arena for three days. When you come out, your neighborhood is burnt down, and your friends and neighbors are killed. Then you're told yeah. we need to really? move on from this, and we're not going to talk mm-hmm. about it. That's right. what happened." The police mm-hmm. came and said, oh, we're going to let this happen, so y'all need to leave. Yep. That's what happened in Tulsa. Mm. So, yeah. That's the that's the world we live in that is um, telling us not to fight back while, they, while they're the aggressors. So you can yep. see how maddening, you know, that form of thinking is. So I, I wanted, to, wanted to put that out there now. I, I know I gave a lot of a lot of history, but I will not. I, I have something else that I, I thought, but I don't want to lose everybody till the end of the show. So we'll we'll, we'll move on for our next Black History moment. But I wanted to do that. Did, is Jay uh, did Jay make it back yet? Not yet, man. Not that I know. I, I don't think so. 
Okay, so with, so when Jay Mick reaches back, we'll just kind of let him let him uh, um, jump in. So okay. you know, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida and Stephen Dane, Steve Daines of Montana, they're facing criticism for tweets. Uh, they tweeted the photo of a Zoom call with the Ukrainian president um, Zelensky after the Ukrainians said, "Do not publicize this." The Republicans still went and did it. Wow. <laughs> you can tell they have no disregard for human life. It's po- they don't care about them. nobody but themselves, yeah. man. They don't Isn't care that, about nobody but themselves. Isn't that crazy? This guy mm. is running yes, in a re-election. Is. Remember mm. when the power went out in Texas and all that, and he said, um, I thought this was a good time to go on vacation. He was going to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude. Mm-hmm. And Jay had deserved to ask, do you seriously think the Republicans would have, if they was in charge, they would have helped Russia? Yeah. I'm just going to say I, that I right now. That. I believe that. I believe that. My heart to heart. They'd have helped Russia. They'd have been like, oh, come on. You know, Putin is not that bad of a guy. Come on. Right. You know, and they'd have helped him. I believe yep. that. Yeah, I do too. So Visa and MasterCard has suspended operations in Russia after PayPal, um, Zara, and Samsung shut down services in the country um, as the great cancellation of Putin continues is what they're calling it. Uh, they said that it, Visa cards issued by financial institutions outside of Russia will no longer work in Russia is what the company said. Because, you know, well, if you don't know, Visa and MasterCard is technically insurance. So when your bank, somebody issues you a credit card or a debit card, Visa and MasterCard are insuring the money that you send, that it's a valid transaction. So if mm. you're an insurance company, you're not going to um, let somebody use their credit card. And then, you know, Russia says, oh, you know what? We don't have that currency. Our currency is frozen. Visa and MasterCard would have mm. to pay for your transaction, their insurance. Mm. So they're, they're not doing that to necessarily punish Russia, but they are not taking on the liability of any money that you try to draw off of Russian currency. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's I, good. I, yeah. I, I, used to, I remember explaining that to my mother before when she would go to her store and they would say credit or debit, and she would hit debit. And I'm like, don't ever do that. Use credit because they're insuring the transaction. So if there, something goes wrong with the transaction, they put it directly back in your bank. Whereas if you use debit, your bank has to investigate it, and they won't put your money directly back. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I'll yep. use credit from now on. Okay. Yeah, never yeah, use, use, never use debit. debit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cause, okay. Because the burden, they, they'll keep your money until the bank will not give you your money back until they investigate it, where Visa and MasterCard secured the transaction, and they will put your money back immediately and put the burden on the merchant to figure out if it's um, – fraud okay so it's I'll, I'll keep that in mind from now on yep all right now uh new york city's met opera oust one of the um russian sopranos um she was um she was here for years and she supported putin now even though she says that she opposes the war um they replaced her with a ukrainian singer <laughs> like now that's symbolic there's like you can't even sing no more. But she has been linked to Putin for years, and once said that she wishes that she could have been his lover. So they pulled her. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. She's drinking, she's drinking the Kool-Aid. So the, the story that uh, Jay did, I still had it down, but the Nigerian student um, who was 25 who spent four days trying to escape Ukraine after racist guards at the Polish border told them that no Indians, Africans, and Middle Easterners, um, that they wouldn't let them in. Mm-hmm. Um, the 25-year-old student was at a Kiev State University of Telecommunications. Mm-hmm. He gathered his belongings, headed to the border after Russia forces invaded Ukraine, but he and hundreds of other students were stopped from reaching that border of Poland by guards who said that, you know, no to mm-hmm. Indians, Africans, and Middle Easterners. in ordered uh, to wow. make their way to another border. They was like, yo, you can't come mm-hmm. in here. You got to go another way. So officials... Um, who were uh, wearing, you know, the bulletproof vests in the videos were shown, like, pointing guns at the crowds of black people, right? Like, wow. they're trying to get out, but you're holding guns at them and letting the white folks do. Okay. <laughs> they were heard shouting. Well, you got to check paperwork. You know, you got to check the paperwork, make sure it's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah, but they, mm-hmm. they still, um, they eventually let a couple of them, let some of them through. But, again, that has something to do with folks' bias against black folks. And you know what I did want to say during, the last, uh, during that segment was I remember talking about what's the guy's name who's the physicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. And someone asked him about, you know, what if there was alien contact and this or that. White folks are so <laughs> eager to go to Mars or – Whatever, you are probably the most violent people in the universe. And if aliens are here, you know that they know that, right? So you can be comfortable in your suburbs yeah. right now, but across the board, um, if you're a superior alien race of intelligence, you kill everybody on this freaking planet because your guys are so violent. <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of that. They, they draw guns on black people because they're black. And it's like, what do you expect them to do? Yep. Yeah. Like, what are you protecting exactly. yourself from? No reason. We could just do it. And if they want to go to war, mm-hmm. like they said, that who was that guy Rittenhouse did, kid? If, if you want to go to Kyle war, Rittenhouse, yeah, Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. send him, send him, yeah, send him, send him, send him. He liked it. He liked yeah. it. He liked Send him. Let him get in there. Because remember, because you got some of the Ukraine citizens that are famous Ukraine citizens over there fighting. Like the Klitschko brothers, they in the, they in that fight. So send them yep. over there. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. You know, and who's the guy? The guy who killed Trayvon Martin. You yeah, want to control uh, something? Zimmerman. 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 Yeah, send him. Go go to yep. war for real. I'm sitting there, you know, looking at unarmed people shooting at them. Says says that you want to protect somebody else's stuff. Go on over there and fight that war. Yeah. Go ahead and fight. Because they're cowards. Mm-hmm. You know, cowards yeah. want to fight people who don't fight and feel right. like they, they're pretty big. Fight people who fight. Go over there and do that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there's a Chinese telecom giant um, has been helping Vladimir Putin's efforts to stabilize Russia's Internet after the hacker attack. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but that hacker yeah. group Anonymous that the United States always kind of thought was Russia, you know, mm-hmm. they would partner with them when they was doing cyber attacks. They announced that they're attacking Russia. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've been hitting cyber attacks like off the cuff against Russia is um, at that.
hacker group Anonymous who has hackers from all over the world. So this Chinese mm. telecom, um, I think it's pronounced um, Huawei. It's that, that company that I know the woman was arrested in, in Canada. But they've been trying to help um, Russia stabilize their Internet after it came, after it came under attack. So. Mm. They, they do have an ally, and they're, they're a big ally. But I don't think China's going to yeah. go to war for Russia. Mm-mm. I think China is China and Russia. I mean, they have oil. They're, they're oil rich, but they don't really have natural resources like this. So right. Russia and China is helping a lot of African countries, lending them a lot of money, because just like colonizers of the past, they need those natural resources. And it's why Russia is going after Ukraine. Because Ukraine has... And that's why I understand. Why don't we want to go, like, with uh, with natural resources, like, you know, going with uh, clean energy? Why would, why would we keep depending on oil? This is it's, it's stupid to me. But, hey, you know, that's us. That's the United yeah. States. Yeah, because we know that that would hurt Russia in the long run because Russia is always mm-hmm. going to make money off oil. Yeah. But, you know, actually, one of the stories I have is that, um, let's see, there was, um, what was it? it? It had to do with clean energy. Like like chemicals used in electric car batteries could be used mm-hmm. to create um, cleaner, cheaper, more efficient rocket fuel. So those chemicals and wow. batteries are, are being used for fuel. That's according to research from the University of California. Um, they examined... Um, uses for ammonia um, borane, uh, which is used to store um, hydrogen in electric um, vehicle fuel cells. And so we've, mm. we, can, we have the technology. It was the Republicans, remember, when yeah. Obama had yeah. the, hey, we're going to do this clean energy thing and blah, blah, blah. They were like clean coal, which is no such thing. Right? You can't, right. It's either coal or it's not. But it, there's nothing clean right. about coal. And so they started propaganda the other way. People are going to lose jobs. Like, they can't use jobs in the clean energy sector, but they're going to lose jobs in this and that. They stopped all of that stuff about 15, 10 years ago, um, nearly 10 years ago, and um, wouldn't let Obama implement this stuff. But if we would have mm-hmm. progressed, and, you know, just our technology is so much different now, and it's so much cheaper to make clean energy now that that would weaken Russia yep. because they're oil heavy they don't have anything mm-hmm. so Putin is going after Ukraine for all its natural resources it's um, water sources um, fresh water in Ukraine I forgot how much they supply but they need that fresh water so don't think that a war is about personality um, Putin kept saying oh well, the president is of Ukraine is acting like the Nazis while he's acting like the Nazis to take them out. That's just propaganda. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, new technology will also, um, uh, they'll see headsets, like for um, cell phones. They're going to fully charge in nine millet, minutes without causing damage to the battery. Really? So there's new technology out there, yep, that, that lets phones suck up power um, faster without causing damage to the battery. Um hmm. That, that's according to a showcase. Um, it was showcased at this World Mobile World Congress in Barcelona last week. 
So, again, we are making all of these improvements in how we use energy, and we're still fighting it in this country. <laughs> and then down. Biden just signed something recently saying that the um, United States is going to start making all of their, their um, I forgot what, fair parts for different apparatuses, all of that stuff needs to be made in America. And it's just because we have a lot of natural resources here, but mm-hmm. for companies, it was cheaper for them to get, you know, Indian and Chinese labor stuff. So the companies were making more money while the workers were getting unemployed. Right. So again, it's the same thing with the unions, right? It's like, oh, we yeah. don't want you to have a decent wage, but we need to still keep all of the profits for ourselves. <laughs> That's what now, they do. Yeah. Now, in the opposite of the, uh, what is his name, Rittenhouse? Yeah. Okay. In the opposite of that story, a Michigan dad turned his son in to the police. His son was 30. He turned him into the police after finding out he was sending nude pictures of himself to an underage child. So, unlike a woman who who drove her son to the border to shoot innocent people, this guy turns in his 30-year-old son. I don't know why he was Mm. looking at his pictures or anything, but anywho, (laughs) he got turned in by his father. Yikes. Mm. Now, wow. extreme, yeah, extreme wildfires could increase by up to 50% by 2100. And they're saying mm. because of the rising global temperatures, according to a study, the warming planet and the changes to land um, use patterns like that's met for wildfires that could um, that can scorch a large part of the earth so, or a large part of the globe is what they're saying in the coming decades. But that's according to the U.N. Environmental Program um, in mm. Nairobi, Kenya. So they're saying our, our conditions are, it is not looking good. Um, by the way, mm. also in environmental news, Greenland's ice sheet is melting from the bottom up, is what they just now found. And it's the largest single contributor to global sea levels rising, according to studies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That I know it is a depressive news day for for the environment, <laughs> but every day is a depressive news for the environment. So, That's for sure. Now, get this story in white privilege. Now, here we go. More than 275 grave markers were vandalized in this Texas cemetery. It's a suburb of Dallas. Um, they said most of them 100 years old and belong to some of the city's first founders. Now, the extensive damage is about 30 miles outside of Dallas. The cemetery was established in 1854, and it contains about uh, 10,000 graves. So city Mm. um, council member, this guy Travis Smith, wrote on his Facebook um, page that the city's the, the city cemetery board met earlier this week to organize a volunteer cleanup for extensive damage, which the town will be um, leaning on experts to help fight, um, to help repair. Now, he said, my gut say it was a group of high school age kids who didn't realize the gravity of their action. I can tell you right hmm. now, that's a white suburb. Yep. If they thought black people did it, they'd be like, oh, yeah. my God, my ancestors is 100 years old and they need to pay. They'd be like, you know what? Them mm-hmm. kids didn't know. 
Yep. They totally Yes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what he was saying. They didn't realize the grab. They didn't realize that causing damage was going to cost money. They were just kids. <laughs> and you know why? Because he was probably one of those. Um, he was probably one of those kids. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you know how judges do that, where they're like, um, I'm sure he didn't really mean it. I'm like, it's because you were one of those kids. What's that guy yep. in the Supreme Court? When he was like, me uh, in Squeaky and whoever he was saying, like he was like, yeah, we yeah, went there. Remember that dude? It wasn't Neil Gorsuch. Kavanaugh. It was uh, Kavanaugh. Brad Kavanaugh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He was like, yeah, we were drinking. Yeah, don't everybody drink? Like he was trying to get that white privilege thing. Like this is what we do. Yeah, we're jerks when we get drunk. So y'all should let me on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Which, which reminds me. Yes. Which reminds me. I don't know if you saw the Fox News people are saying that they want to see the the Supreme Court nominees LSAT. Her, yeah. Um, yeah. Law SAT. Yeah. Yeah. Said, how about let, letting us see Kavanaugh's in whatever that's or, or, a, Amy Barrett, Amy whatever Bird her name Car- is. Barrett, yeah, Amy Barrett, Barrett Carrot, or whatever her name is. Or, yeah. or um, Neil Gorsuch. Let's see there. Yeah. You didn't cry when they were doing those. Right. Yeah, y'all didn't even want the FBI to investigate them. Like, oh, exactly. No. Don't let the FBI investigate them. No, forget that. Mm-mm. So, so here's what my thing about this is that. I don't know why the Democrats actually – nobody should answer any question from the Republicans. Let us see your LSAT. Mm-mm. Remember when Donald Trump yeah. was like, if anybody shows my transcripts from school, I'm going to sue them. Yeah. Remember when he was doing that? We yeah. want to see if Donald Trump graduated opposed to bought his way out. <laughs> don't nobody really know that. We right. know – first of all, we know he don't read. So mm-hmm. – want to know what his reading level was. Can somebody tell me his SAT or ACT score? <laughs> you probably can't, man. Or, or he got somebody taking for him. Yep. You'll find out oh, a lot yeah. about that. He's like, yeah, I got, mm-hmm. I got a twelve, I got a twelve hundred, and it's like somebody took that for you, buddy. I tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now, um, you know, the NFL dropped all its pandemic protocols. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yep. They said now they must comply with local COVID-19 guidelines, but the NFL has suspended all aspects of COVID protocols. They said due to recent declines in the national infection rate, and um, which, which, again, in the news story, they said this was good news for Aaron Rodgers because that prick lied about his and then came back and was like, Oh, we shouldn't punish him for it. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to let Kyrie play now in New York. <laughs> oh, no. Our, our COVID guidelines don't change. He he can still mm, play okay. away. Yeah, he need to get traded because New York is not. Yeah. And they should not. I mean, I'm no fan of our governor, but I'm just saying that we, it is still very real. And I have to tell you, I went around to um, I, I had to had to pick up something, so I was in like these um, hardware stores kind of thing. And I'm telling you, nobody had a mask on. Really? There, 
there is something about Fox News people, right? So I don't care if you go to Lowe's, Home Depot, one of the local elect, um, you know, wherever you can get, you know, PV piping or electrical components. There is something about that crowd that is just defiant to whatever um, is good for them. It was something about I had yeah. a mask on, but I think I was the only one in there. The customers and the people well, who work there did not. Yeah, I um, I when I went to uh, one of the stores the other day, you could see all the older black folks had theirs. <laughs> they were like, nope, not taking it off. I was like, yeah. right on, I'm with you. Yeah, Mm-mm. and I don't, you see Florida's governor DeSantis at that press conference yell at the kids that was behind him about having masks on. Mm-hmm. He was like, take it off. This is just more. Um, uh, he didn't call it propaganda, but he was like, this is fake and blah, blah, blah. So everybody started taking their mask off, but the black kid on the end, he, he did not mm-hmm. phase us. He said, you keep it on when you want to, but you take them off. That kid looked at him like, whatever. I There was one black kid who didn't take his mask off, but I was like, don't take it off. Don't listen to that, fool. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I had to look at him and say, this is America. I can keep it on right. if I want to. I can take it off if I want to. Be and go with your speech. Go with your, I'd embarrass the hell out of them. Get out yep. of Beat it. I keep, it's America. I keep it on. I take it off. You can't tell me what to do. They yeah. were college students. And so he had them up there for props. So oh, if you would have asked me to do something like that and I was in college, I would have been like, mm. all right, well, fight me and I'm out. <laughs> like, I would have just been out. <laughs> really? <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, so America has... uh, returned looted artifacts from Jordan after they were seized from a billionaire. So a New York financier, this guy, Michael Steinhardt, um, antiques, he had antiques, um, they were among a hall of like, they had 150, uh, I'm sorry, 180 items dating back 800 years. Some billionaire in New York had it. So they were seized by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office from the collector, Michael um, Steinhard, who's 81, and they returned it back to Jordan. Wow. Now, again, the Louvre, the, you know, the British Museum, all of them have all of these stolen artifacts, and they will not return it to, you know, Ethiopia and the Sudan and all of these guys because they said, oh, they may not be able to secure them, and it means a lot to history. <laughs> you know what means a lot to history? They're shocked all of that. Mm-hmm. They stole it and won't give it back, saying that we we just holding this for y'all. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. I, that's I didn't like, steal that's this. That's like holding your money, right? Uh, I'm, I'm holding your, your money car and about. drive it around because you you can't afford to put <laughs> gas in it, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I'm, gas prices too high. Mm. Now, um, the Alabama Alabama Oath Keeper, an Alabama Oath Keeper, is the first to plead guilty to sedition. Um, seditious conspiracy leading up to the Capitol. I, I don't know why they keep calling that thing a riot. That implies that right to go both sides. It was, it was literally they tried to overthrow a government, and they called mm-hmm. it a riot. So anyway, um, it was followed by far-right militia leader, this guy Stuart Rose, who told them to secure the White House with deadly force if called upon. So this guy, Joshua James, 34, pled guilty to uh, seditious conspiracy as he accepted a plea deal 
to work with prosecutors mm. to build cases against his fo- fellow co-conspirators uh, for the mm. January 6th um, overthrow party that they were having. <laughs> now, now wow. Beverly Hills doctor, who's 56, and the founder of this anti-vax group, she pled guilty to storming the Capitol of January 6th. Um, Dr. Simone Gold, a doctor and um, she's a coordinator for this um, anti-coronavirus thing. She pled guilty um, to entering the Capitol along with everybody else who tried to um, disrupt the certification of the presidential election. She pled guilty. I don't know what they're going to give her either, but they're pleading guilty to try to get out of um, getting more time. Mm -hmm. Now, um, yeah. The Secret Service recently took um, um, they took two men into custody in D.C. and seized body armor and assault rifles. More than a half dozen agents decided on this Marine Corps veteran's um, um, license plate, pulled them over. Two men were handcuffed and separated as the officers pulled out body armor and assault rifles from the truck of a black sedan with Indiana mm. plates. That said, oh. um, Marine Corps veteran. <laughs> I'm sorry for throwing that out there. My bad. Um, hey, it is, man. Eh? Hey, yeah, crazies are crazies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, JetBlue, um, they removed a pilot from the cockpit minutes before takeoff. He said he had seven or eight drinks the night before, but the breathalyzer <laughs> showed that he was four times over the limit. Wow. So, Dave Clifton, 52, of Orlando, Florida, blew a point one seven, which is four times oh, over the .04 pilot limit. Ooh. They said he, <laughs> he said he consumed up to 10 tall boys around midnight. Well, if you got mm. a 7 a.m. flight, you ain't coming. You up early in the morning. How you going to be like, I'm going to have all these drinks tonight, and then I'll be good in the morning? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Now, remember that? Oh, remember the woman? She was seventy. She was a stowaway. This, yeah. Uh, uh, Marilyn Hartman. Uh, yeah. She was sentenced to three and a half years for sneaking into an airport and, and uh, boarding planes without a ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. at, at her last time, she was. Uh, I think she was um, going to. Yeah, she she was arrested for trespassing at O'Hara Airport is where it yep, was. Yep, Chicago, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um so she has a history of jumping on the flights. I don't know how you can still do that these days. I understand back in the days. Now it's like they, they show her, she walked right in with people like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? You're like, hey, hey, I, hey, yeah, hey you yeah. have a good day. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking how do you get your seat assignment? You know what I mean? Because you will just keep moving. Like somebody's like, oh, yeah. that's my seat. They be all. I'm like, how do you figure out which the empty seat is when you still, you go to the. I, I get it. You go to the bathroom first, and then when everybody mm-hmm. else is seated, you come out of the bathroom and take the empty seat. <laughs> it must I'm be, guessing. Man. I never stole the way, so I'm just guessing. It wasn't big. So mm-hmm. now get this. I I get that she's seventy. I get this. But they said that she may just walk free with time served, even though they gave her three and a half years. She's not going to do it in real time. No. Because you figure three and a half years, yeah, you're not going to even serve a third of it. And then with good behavior, you can get a half of that. 
So if she's been in jail like four months, they just letting her go off for three years. It's amazing, but black people will get three years and have to serve three, the whole three years. They didn't let Mike Tyson out early. Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. they would have kept him. He was in there for like three and a half years anyway. Yeah. Like you get, yeah, even though he go, wasn't supposed to be. Right. They had no reason to even arrest Bill Cosby, and he still served that time. You know? Mm-hmm. Cra- that, that's just crazy. Anyway, um, there was a startup company that was hired to fix um Apparently, McDonald's had um, their McFlurry machines go down all the time. And mm-hmm. I guess it was done intentionally. I don't know why. That doesn't seem like it would be efficient to make sure your ice cream machines go down. But the company that was hired to fix them sued McDonald's for $900 million after being accused of creating software that caused them to break. Mm. So, yeah, the company hired to, to fix the ice cream machines, they said um, the burger chain, um, they did not give the startup like they, they, they fired the startup tech company accusing them of selling um, flawed devices that stole customers' information. Now, you know what's funny about this story? That same company does Wendy's Frosty Machines, and they don't have no problems. They do Burger King, <laughs> and they don't have no problems. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, that's on y'all, they cornered, bro. They literally cornered the market pretty much with those frozen ice cream machines, but McDonald's is the only one that has a problem. Mm. I don't... And, and wow. for some reason, it's like they're doing it on purpose, but it's kind of... It's kind of crazy. Yeah, right. it does. It sounds crazy. Yeah, there's something else going in the big world of um, um, fast food ice cream. <laughs> I don't really... Mm-hmm. Do, I don't indulge, but... <laughs> Something shaky is going on there. We need a, a 60 minute investigation on that. Uh, out of all the stuff that's going on in the world, <laughs> we need to we need to investigate frosty machines. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so a Tennessee mom swiped vape pens for sex with teenage boys. She was what? 38. Yep, she's charged with rape for sleeping with nine teenage boys aged 14 to 17 at her child's school. Now, the high school booster club mom is what they're calling her from Tennessee faces nearly two dozen rape charges after she exchanged vape pens for sexual favors with nine underage <laughs> high school boys. Wow. How poor now, was she? <laughs> Who knows what her... Melissa Blair, mm-hmm. I'm going to say her name. 38 of Inglewood. This is in Tennessee. She was indicted on Tuesday, uh, which was uh, in, I guess it's McMinn County, uh, on 18 mm. counts aggregated, uh, aggravated statutory rape, four counts of human trafficking by patronizing um, prostitution, and one count of solicitation of a minor. Now here, here's what I'm not understanding. Okay, I don't. Okay, this is not, this is not the serious side. So I just want to get that straight. Don't send your letters to Jay. Well, you can. Jay will probably laugh at it. But here's the thing. Again, I know what my age is and all of that, but I cannot see people telling on on adults that they're having sex with. I don't know how they find this stuff out. That just didn't seem, I can't that doesn't seem reasonable for little boys. 
Hey, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd have been right. Hey, kicking on a bait pan. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, now, get this. So, since she, uh, the sheriff said that she provoked the boys with gifts, including bait pens in exchange for sexual favors, she has been banned from school property and activities. Is that it? She should have been yeah, on school really property like for ex- if that's what her her band is, she is thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sufficient enough. I don't think there's yeah, any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think like little league got a game. Little kids don't go to candy stores. Like there's nothing else you can find. The mall. You're just gonna ban her. I don't think that's gonna work. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, that that seems odd to me. Now, yeah. all right. So another crazy news: a, a two twelve-year-old girls were arrested for allegedly torturing another twelve-year-old girl by beating her and burning her and shaving her head during a sleepover in Logansport, Indiana. They invited the girl over for a sleepover and then tortured her. That is a definition of mean mm. girls. I didn't understand why they used to make so many of those movies on like Lifetime and that. That my friend, is cruel and crazy. Mm. You're going to just torture somebody. Again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Now, a New Mexico woman is accused of pulling a gun on another driver because she was so enraged by the sight of the pro-vaccine bumper sticker. Now, mm. I should have played black or white on this one because this would have been really easy. Christina Blair... <laughs> 33 of Albuquerque, New Mexico, is accused of pulling a gun on another driver after being triggered, is what she said, by the man's bumper sticker <laughs> and declared that he had been vaccinated against COVID. Again, mm. that's that whole caring thing. If you yeah. are so enraged about what somebody else is doing to their own body, you need therapy. Yeah. You know, and I know I've said this on this show before, but. Seriously, why do you care? Why do you care? White folks do that all the time. Critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Go to elementary schools, fight against critical race theory that they don't even teach in elementary schools. That's how outraged they are. I, I, like, I saw, I saw, I saw Hillbilly put it yesterday and Mark a Trump warning for an exclamation point. I wrote right on by him. I don't care. That's your opinion. I don't care what you do. I'm going to anybody who's not smart enough to see how dumb Trump is who's still running around with a yeah. Trump sticker. Because yeah. I just look at them like, you know, you must, you're not only are you dumb, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, uh, Swedish car maker Volvo has begun testing wireless charging technology. And they did it... Um, you know, in, mm. in, in Sweden, well, they're from Sweden, but they have these, like, pads. Like, you just, you know how you pull into a parking spot, and you know you, you know how a mm-hmm. handicap has a, has the sign that's posted, like a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and it's a blue? Right. Well, they have little charging pads that's about that big, and all you do is park your car over it, and it will automatically charge your car. Wow. Kind of mm. Yep. Mm. So compatible cars can uh, stop over charging pads that have been embedded into the road 
uh, meaning the electric vehicle owner do not even have to exit the car to charge his battery. So each charging session starts automatically when it's parked over that blue square and a charging wow. pad street and um, they dedicated some they they've already been testing this out and it apparently works. So hmm. it sends energy through the charging pad which is picked up by a receiver that sits under the car close to the front axle. Um the three year trials um used a small fleet of fully um electric vehicles, those Volvo X C forty rechargeable SUVs. Um the taxis is what they use them for. Um and they'll be able to access those charging pads in those stations. That is kind of dope. Yeah, I, I I put my name on the on the on the in the market for a one of those Ford F one fifty electric trucks, man. Yeah, I did. <laughs> like I got did you really, one, man? Yeah, yeah, I, man, I like I those. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't know what they're gonna have to do to make um, those electric trucks like more like noisier. Cause you know they don't really make no noise. Electric is not like a car like that you can you can hear them driving down the street. So it gets dangerous mm-hmm. for kids. To, I mean, I yeah. I still pass people and they're still almost in the middle of the street because they don't hear the car coming. So I have to drive slow around people. Um, but yeah, they still have that stuff out. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah I so once. I, I figure once they figure that out, then technically it, it'll be smooth sailing. But that no, they, their electric cars are usually pretty doggone quiet. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, you know, I think I, I talked about this, but I didn't know the Discovery Network had that much money. Now, because you know, Discovery owns like own and all of these like I don't know how many channels they own, but. They put in a $43 billion deal with AT&T. They want to buy CNN and all of the Warner Media is expected to be sold in April. Really? Discovery is buying Warner Media, yep, from AT&T. $43 billion. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That is crazy. Oh, well, it wait a minute, is. I'm sorry. AT&T paid $85 billion for it, and now they're getting half I didn't know Discovery had that kind of money. Really? I didn't know AT&T did. What'd you say? Mm. What'd you say? I don't know. I didn't know that either. Wow. Mm. Yep. Now, a hallucinating Michigan mother is going through heroin withdrawals, claiming that SpongeBob ordered her to butcher her three-year-old daughter. Oh, my God. Again, mm. um, Justine Johnson, who's 20 th- 22, claimed that SpongeBob made her kill her daughter and that she would face um, death herself if she didn't do it. Um, people stay off that, well, that might be crystal meth or anything. See, our running joke back in the days would be stay off that crack. That's uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that Smokey's lied in Friday. But uh, yeah, I don't know what this woman on, but she had, she was hallucinating, killed her three year old, wow. and wow. some people need some help. Now, a Republican mm. candidate, this guy Steve Pulliam, who's forty, is still running for office after his previous life as a swinger surfaced, and says that his past sexual activity is, 
um, uh, constant mm. with the values around which he built his campaign. So he, he's running in Oregon, and he said, we really cherish the values of individual individuality and liberty, is what he said. And he's the two-term mayor of his hometown of Sandy, which is 30 miles from Portland. And he confessed that um, he and his wife were swingers for 12 years. <laughs> what? I don't know what, hey, I don't know what kind of campaign he's running, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be that honest and people still elect you, I think that public office is for everybody. Like, you, yeah, you don't have, you know. like, we're like, nope. <laughs> I I didn't graduate high school. It's like nope, nope. Don't worry about that. You can run for office. <laughs> so he told the local news outlet that we are certainly not asking anybody to participate or practice or do any of the things that we've decided to do in the past. But we're also certainly not ashamed of our decision that we made in the past either. And um, mm-hmm. they they said those decisions made them stronger. So he's a pro-life Republican. Uh, lifestyle choices came to light in a 2016 screenshot from a page, page entitled Swingers Facebook Group. P-E-X. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were like, okay. They said a photo of the candidate. Uh, at a Portland erotic ball in 2011 also surfaced, so he had to deal with it. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. he's like, because we swingers don't mean that we can't, uh, we can't cut your taxes. Like, <laughs> I guess this is <laughs> We got to get Okay. <laughs> I, I understand. Is- I truly, because I've been around swingers. I just couldn't stand somebody, you know, you, you sitting there watching somebody doing your wife, man. No thanks. I'm good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit more selfish than that, so I can't really, um, yeah. <laughs> can't really. Yeah, that. <laughs> if that's your lifestyle, God bless you. I applaud yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless yeah. you. I'm just, I'm not there with you. I, I don't know how yeah, to, I don't even I, know how to, how to address that. Now, oh, <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about this, but you know, Snoop Dogg took over uh, Death Row record label. Did you see that? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, Snoop Dogg um, actually has the brand from this um, MNRK Music Group, which controlled the by a private equity firm, um, uh, a private equity fund managed by Blackstone, whoever they are. The investment firm announced that they have come to deal. You know, the terms of the deal were not disclosed, but Snoop said he was excited excited about acquiring the label's brand. So Snoop has controlling interest in Death Row, and so he now owns that label. Mm. That's it. From the guy who left Death Row with no money and went to Master really? P Company, right, and mm. then made all his money to go back and now buy Death Row is kind of crazy. Yes, it is. Uh, he said, mm. you know, he did say it's going to be a different world. So that was interesting that he's, um, that, that he's, Took that, you know, but yeah, that Snoop can understand how shit mess that up, boy. And then what happened to Harry O's in control? Because I thought Harry O had the controlling interest in that. Yeah, Death and Row. he owned it. And what Suge did yeah. was he started Death Row and then created a parent company of Death Row, 
which actually kind of negated Harry O's share in the original company, and he tried to really? steal from. I don't know why he he would do something like that. As big as Harry O is in the world, that he would steal from mm-hmm. that dude. And um, yeah, Harry O is no joke, brother. Yeah, he eventually got his money back. Death Row had to pay Harry O, but mm. he really did try to steal that company. Mm. And you know, Whoa. even though that dude was in jail, he knew he could have reached out and touched him. But he easy. Didn't. Yeah. Easy. But he didn't. So Suge's, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess he was playing to his own folklore. But yeah. luckily he he didn't have any any negative effects because of that. But yeah, so he sold his interest in it. And so Harry O's not an investor in Death Row. But he's the one who... He was, he's the one who funded it, who created Death Row. Mm. With Harry wow. O. Yeah. Harry yeah. O, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, UCL, UCLA also settled their um, gynecologist sex lawsuit for $243.6 million after more than 200 women said the school ignored their allegations. That is UCLA. Mm. That's what I had to say. Wow. Dang. All right. Wow. Yep. All right, I know we mm. I know we button up against it, so we'll just cut that out. Hey, all right, man. Wow. See you next week. All right, all right. See you next all week, right. bro. Later. Later. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 